Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. It's the late night alternative. Weeknights from ten on Talk Radio. Listen via the DAB. Listen via the uh, app on your intelligent pocket telephone, or go online to talkradio.co.uk. It's a phone-in show, unlike any other phone-in show. We will not be dwelling on the day's uh, uh, talking points that every other radio show has done. Um, doesn't mean you can't phone in about them. There are big stories that have been happening today. Big um um. Anniversaries? Anniversary seems the wrong word when you're talking about something like Grenfell, doesn't it? But it is. It's a year, man. A year. 
Um, if you want, if you feel the overwhelming compulsion to phone in and talk about that, uh, not Grenfell, Manchester. Sorry, got the two confused. Manchester was a, was a year ago, um, and Gren- well, Grenfell was a little over a year ago as well, wasn't it? Uh, what I'm saying is, um, all of phone in radio has been about those two dark moments in humanity. And um, it would be kind of nice if these three hours were free of that darkness. However, if you want to phone in and talk about those moments, you'd be very welcome to. We, we don't turn many people away. Occasionally, if someone's been on like three or four days in a row, we might ask them to call back tomorrow. There, I think I can think of two people that are unwelcome on this show. One um, pretended to be someone else and claimed that she committed suicide, and one used to be in the BMP. That's it. It takes a lot to get banned from the show, you know. Um, so if you want to talk about those two huge, horrendous, dark clouds that still cover parts of this country and will cover parts of this country for a long long time you will be very welcome to i'm certainly not going to turn you away for that but what we try and do between 10 and 1 on the late night alternative uh here on talk radio is try and just i don't know dick around a bit have a laugh so tonight we have um, a, um, a yes word or S word. That's the game we play after midnight, where we play a song that a listener has sent in. Um, and you phone up during the song and you say, yes, it's good. Or no, it's a piece of SH1T. Please don't say the swear word. Lots of people have been phoning up saying the swear word. And um, it, it doesn't help. Tonight's um, yes or uh, S comes from former regular contributor to the show, Lane. I've not listened to it, so I don't know. We'll play that. Um, someone has done a remix of my uh, Russian uh, World Cup anthem. Although I've got to be honest, guys. All of the remixes so far have failed to capture the joie de vivre of um, the original song. So, again, I've not heard this one. I suspect it'll be rubbish. And also, have you seen that? This is a weird one. Right. This is a weird one. And someone sent me an email. Have you seen the trailer for that kids film like about dogs, about dogs going undercover, dogs going undercover? I don't know. What it's, I, can't, I saw an advert for it on a bus today and I said I've seen the trailer for it. Someone comes out on the 25th of May. Someone has sent me a really compelling argument. That the so, that the film is um, a propaganda movie for paedophiles. Yeah, I know. I got the email and I read it. And I thought, oh, this is a fruitcake. And they sent me a link. I clicked on a link because I was so intrigued. Now, assuming everything that someone had written a review pointing out. It normalises grooming, and not dog grooming. It normalises um, inappropriate sexual behaviour, right? If everything in that review is in the movie, then yeah, it's pretty weird. It's 
pretty weird. It's unlikely you've seen the film, because it doesn't come out until the 25th. But I know that sometimes, um, for these kind of lower-ranked... Um, uh, kids' films, they they often have preview screenings that that that, um, that people can go to and go and have a seat. So if you've, it's a long shot, maybe you've seen it on a hooky VHS that you bought from a fella in the Tesco car park. Um, it's a long shot. If you've seen the film, it's about dogs. <laughs> it's about dogs going undercover. Then can you give me a call? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. But this email. It so intrigued me, I clicked on the link, despite saying I never click on links. And um, it's a pretty compelling case to argue that it's basically a paedophile's charter. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Show dogs, thank you very much. Five points to Catherine Boyle. 5-0 5-0 to Catherine so far. It won't stay that way for much longer. Um, in the meantime, though, you can phone up. Um, it will cost you pennies, probably free. Uh, you'll speak to Catherine. She'll take your name and number and we'll give you a call back. It's not like um, BBC London or London's biggest C-word. What would you like to say to the host? Uh-huh. OK. Well, we may give you a call back later. It's generally, what's your name? All right, we'll call you back. And then you get called back and you come on. You might wait a few minutes. You might wait a little bit longer than a few minutes. But you'll be listening to the show down the phone. And, uh, you know, we had a guy phoning up yesterday to tell me that on Saturday afternoon he'd cleaned his cupboards. So we'll take anything. We will ta- we'll even take Alan Caddick. Good evening, Alan. Flipping heck, man. How are you? Oh, that's none of your business, boy. I'm in a good mood tonight, boss. Why is that? Have you had some? No, because we're coming up to the middle of the week. Huh? Because we're coming to the middle of the week. Why does that... Why does coming to the middle of the week put you in a good mood? Because we're halfway through the week. Yes. And not long to the weekend. Well, I know what the middle of the week means. I know I know what midweek, as we often abbreviate it to, I know what that means, Alan. Or oh, some people call it hump day. Oh! But you're, so you're saying that because Tuesday is nearly the middle of the week, that gives you a weekday boner? No, not yet. Oh, not yet, but the, the night was so young. Well, I'll tell you who I really fancy. Sorry? I'll tell you who I really fancy. You're going to tell me, despite not being prompted... Alan is going to tell me who he really fancies. Go on, Alan. Lady Kadonk. Flipping heck, man. Why? Yeah, because I'm filming the connection. Seriously, there's a connection. I know what the connection is. Shall I tell you? Go on. Fanny. There we go. No, not just an intellectual connection. Oh! No, and it, and, uh, Lady uh, Kadog, if you're listening, run like the wind, run for your life. Hello, hello, Lady Kadog, you there? Yeah, she's got, she's, uh, you can hear her now. Run like the wind, run for your life. That's not Lady Kadog. Hello, are you Lady Kadog? Yes. No, you're not. Yes. No, 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 no. Yes. Lady Kadong's female. She shut it, pal. Excuse me. You're scratching on me. Yes. 
lot. I can take you down to Chinatown. Dear, dear, dear. What a radio program this is. Well, that's what you pay your license fee for. Are you real? Yes, I am. Are you who, real? Who are you? Who, who, you? Are you real? Who's that? Your worst nightmare. Wow, gosh, it suddenly got very, very tense. Thank you for an excellent start to the show, Alan. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. This is the Late Night Alternative, weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I like the mushy 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. We're off to a flying start. Let's go to Dan. Good evening, Dan. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Dan. Ian, I'm very confused. Um, okay, welcome to the club, man. Uh, well, basically, I, I wrong, I wrong, obviously, I've just discovered your radio show last week, okay? Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. I love, love it so far. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. Yeah. Right? But... But I rung Wednesday, and you said I was a lovely chap, because I did a Mick Jagger impression, and I asked you which was better, the Beatles or the Stones, one of their songs. Yes, 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 yes. And then, and then you said I was a troll, because I liked Kasabian, and then did a Chris Tarrant impression. Yeah, yeah, you, you're a troll, because you like Kasabian, yes. But, come on, man, I'm, I'm not a troll because of that. Can I, can I'm a I, nice guy. Can I, can I tell you, can I give you some wisdom? Yeah, man, go for it. Why does life have to be so unfair? You know what I'm saying, brother? Not really, no. Life is unfair. Kasabian are one of the suckiest bands of all time. They ain't a band. They're just a bunch of people that own guitars and drums. They can't do nothing. Yeah, but then you, then you, I think think you said Nickelback were in the studio. But then, like, Nickelback are even worse. Did I say Nickelback were in the studio? No, Nick, you said, like, Nickelback were outside or something. Like, after right, you put the phone God, down. Yes, the guy, Sam, who normally ta- takes the phone calls, bums yeah. Nickel... Like, sorry, really likes Nickelback. Now, why? That's even I worse don't know. Me. They are worse. But here's, here's, here's well, the kind of... why did you get me to work on the show, then? Because, you, because, you, because you're an idiot. Oh, mate, come on, man. I was, I was, I was, I was ringing up to, you know, get, get a cheering up. You know, it's Tuesday, Tuesday evening. I'm, I'm hoping for a, you know, a pick me up phone call, and I'm getting, you know, shouted down the phone. Yeah. I'm a troll. Yes, you're a troll. Oh, man, man, don't don't do this to me, Ian. I'm don't doing, do uh, Dan. I'm doing it to you, mate. Renounce. All you've got to do, all you've got to do, is renounce Kasabian. Right, Ian. Can I have some homework then? Who should I listen to? And I will report back to you tomorrow. Okay. Um. Um. Okay. Well, um, you like the Who, yeah? Have you got? Have you listened to the Who? Of course. Of course. You of say course. of course because you, you you like Kasabian, so I don't honestly know what you like. Mate, I like basically anything that sort of. Okay, but these are the bands I like. Okay, Oasis. Oh, Jesus. Foo Fighters. Oh, for crying out loud! Okay, go on. What I'm, I'm asking you, Ian, what should I listen to, man? Well, here's what you shouldn't listen to, right? Oasis and the Foo Fighters and Kasabian. It's rock by numbers. Hey, Foo Fighters are quality. No, they're not! They are, they are lousy stadium rock. As, that's stadium rock as though it were written by a computer. Liam, Ian, yes, Ian, yes, Ian, yes, Ian. 
if you tell me to listen to something, right, tell me to listen to an artist right now, I'll go away, I'll do my homework, I'll listen to them, I'll listen to all of their best of, right? I'll oh, you'll, you'll, go straight, you'll go straight to the best ofs. Wow, you really are committed well, no, to no, this. No, 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 I won't go straight to the best I'll, I'll obviously, you know, I'll, okay, fine. If you tell me what to listen to, I'll, I'll come back on the air tomorrow. Here, here's here's what I'm thinking about this guy. Off with his head! But I'll bear with it. Um, I Didn't I tell you to go and listen to XTC, Fossil Fuel? No, you, I think you said something. Uh, yeah, I right. think so. Right, well, then, then that's your first lesson. And I set that lesson a week ago, and you haven't done your homework. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Mr. Lee. I'm sorry. Don't put me in detention, Mr. Lee. God, that got a bit weird, didn't it? I got a little bit kinky. There's a little bit of a kink on there. Oh, go and listen to the kinks. There you go. Um. Oh, sweet Lord. Let's get this out of the way. <sighs> Hang on a minute. I've got to suck myself up for this. Come on, Ian. Sucking myself up for this, because this is going to be our... Come on, Ian. Sucking myself up. I've just dropped my guts. Cass Lucky, she's not in the studio tonight. All right, Glenn, what you got for us tonight? I bet it's boring. Um, To be quite honest, Ian, I've got a slightly serious point. Northern Manchester, I live in Stockport. Um, We're waiting for the bells ringing at 10.31. Okay. No, I'm not messing around tonight. I'm not having a laugh. Um, and if you could tell your listeners, just to have a little minute for 10.31. No. No? No. No. Why not? Well, because I'm not going to. Okay. If people want to, they will. And if people don't want to, they won't. Um, I, I, I won't be. Because I'm, I'll be doing this, and that isn't in any way meant to be disrespectful. Because me and Kath were on air when that, when the bomb went off, um, and we had to kind of cover it as it happened. Um, but for me, a minute silence at the time the bomb went off. Um, no, no, Ian, I didn't say a minute silence. I just said we're going to listen to the bell. So if you could just ask your listeners just to take a slight moment. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Okay. What, 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 what because uh, it was a year ago, and I know yeah. it's still very, very fresh in the minds. Oh, of... Will you let, Glenn, will you, Glenn, will you let me finish, mate? I apologise. I know it's very very fresh for for everybody that was there the families of the people that were there and for many many people who weren't there but i don't think you know i've thought about it a lot over the past 12 months and you know what tonight i want to celebrate life and i want to celebrate being alive and i want to celebrate things and and just you know 10 31 having a little think I, I don't like telling people when they should be having a little think. Because I think it, it, it puts... If people can't... I always feel guilty on Armistice Day because I forget the silence because I'm normally with the kids or I'm driving somewhere or Remembrance Sunday because I'm with, I'm doing something. And then about quarter past 11, I go, oh, no. 
And I feel guilty. I feel guilty. And that's society that's making me feel guilty. Doesn't mean I'm any less grateful for the, the sacrifices that were made to, to, to provide freedom for me and my kids. Doesn't mean, mean I'm any less grateful at all. Just because at 11 o'clock, I, I didn't, I wasn't silent for 60 seconds. Um, listen, if, if that's what you want to do, then that is beautiful. Well done. If that's what other people want to do, that's great. It just—it also seems a little bit odd to be doing it for the moment the bomb went off. That to me feels makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Well, it is. It's actually made Manchester. I mean, like I said, I live in Stockport, which is massive, massive suburb um, of Stockport. It's made. It's made the place closer. In a bizarre kind of way. Tell me how, because I, I don't I don't buy that, but tell me how. Um when Manchester was Cottonopolis. Hang a long, how, long hang on, time how, ago. How far back are we going? For the, for, are we, are we, we're not having a history lesson, it, are we? No, 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 we're not having a history how lesson. Is, how has what happened a year ago brought Manchester closer? Because Manchester became diver, became fractured. Became what? Fractured, okay. Yeah, like like every big city does. Yeah. Um, including London, where I assume you live. No, I don't, but carry on. Well, OK, I apologise for that again. People, people are saying hello to each other more. Because of Talking. the bomb? Yeah. Now, whether oh, you listen, I have to... You whether, to whether, whether you think that's ridiculous or not. I didn't see, you, no, hang on, this is the second time in 30 seconds you, you've assumed something about me that's untrue. Um, when was the last time you were in Manchester? Um, six weeks ago. Right, OK. People were saying hello more than they were a year ago. Yeah, it's become more friendly. It's become more caring. I don't... Well, see, here's... I don't quite... I don't quite buy that. I've been to Manchester. I, me and Kath got robbed in Manchester. It was Manchester, wasn't it, Kath? Me and Kath got robbed in Manchester. I and Kath wasn't with you tonight. It's a third assumption you've made that's completely wrong, man. You've got to stop making assumptions. You don't even got a clue. We got robbed in Manchester of ten grand's worth of equipment. Where and, were you? Yeah? Where were you? We were in Manchester. Got robbed of 10 no. grand's worth of equipment, right? And the people of Manchester could not have been more helpful in putting us back in contact with our 10 grand's worth of equipment. And mm -hmm. they couldn't be more apologetic. I had to get a cab to where our equipment had been found by a Manchester resident and a cab back. And I just got talking to the cab drivers and both of them apologised. So I'm really sorry that you got robbed in our city and I hope it won't put you off coming back. Both of them. Two cab drivers. Because we're a caring city. Exactly. Catherine had to stand by a car with a smashed-in window while, while I went off for an hour trying to get our equipment back. People were coming up to her going, are you all right? Do you need a hand? What's happened to your window? Can I call someone? Do you want a cup of tea? So... Yeah. Well, if you, if you ever came to Manchester, Ian, and you were in trouble, I would help you. I just said I was in Manchester and I was in trouble. And 
Yeah. Well, if it ever came again and yeah. you were in trouble again, I would help you. Okay. That's but, the way we are. Yeah, exactly. That's the way people in Manchester are. I don't necessarily believe that Manchester is any closer, any friendlier now than it was 12 months and a day ago. I think oh, it's always I think it's always been prepared to help people and reach out more so than London partly because of the size partly because of that that cliche that people are friendlier up north I do actually think there's a significant amount of truth in it I don't think and if I'm wrong 03444991000 I don't think the horrific murders that took place 12 months ago I don't think that they've, I don't think that, I think it's, 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 we're just noticing it more because the attention is on Manchester. Manchester is one of the greatest cities it, in this country. It, Ian, it's 10.31, I've got to go and listen to the bells, mate. Because the church bells are ringing. Okay, if you, if you have to go and do that, you go and do that. I'll speak to you about Manchester again one night, mate. Okay. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uh, me and Catherine on air when it happened. It was flipping horrible. Do you remember? Everyone thought it was first of all it was a bomb. Then it was a speaker had exploded. Then it had been some equipment had been dropped. Uh, and then it was a speaker had exploded again. We all knew it was a bomb, but we weren't going to jump to conclusions. It was it was um, horrific. It's the only one of the few times I've done this job and I've had the TVs on. I don't have the TVs on in the studio because I'm doing a radio show. I'm not doing a guy watching a TV show show. But we had the TV on. And um, it was it was horrendous. If you feel as we approach 10:31 that you want to you know switch off and and um, have your own thoughts, then please do. I'm not knocking anyone that does that. Um, but this show is um, I want it a bit to be about celebrating life and and and, um, and celebrating the, the good things that we have. Okay. And um, and I, if that sounds insensitive, I really don't mean it to be. Very quickly, can I just say one of the amazing things, and I won't dwell on this because then this is kind of going counter to what the po- thing I'm pointing out. What's been amazing about all the coverage I've heard today, I listen to a lot of it on Radio 4 and a couple of other stations. Do you know what they didn't do? Do you know what they didn't do on PM on Radio 4? And this is amazing. They didn't mention the name of the twat that had the bomb. Didn't mention his name. Because normally... When they were, you know, looking back at a terrorist attack, when they're looking back at an idiot who's murdered loads of people, when you're looking back at a coward that's killed kids, little girls, they'll say the name. And no one said the name to that. That's brilliant. That is brilliant, isn't it? Maybe, just maybe, the British press is getting its head right about how you deal with these absolute idiots that go around killing kids. Maybe the British press is just starting to get it right. Didn't mention the fella's name once. I don't remember his name. Good. Why should we? Why should we? Rightfully, all of the coverage has been about all of the victims. That's what it should be about. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to, uh, me and Catherine are doing some live shows. If you go to ianlee.com, 
Um, and then click on events. You can see tickets for the show in London in June, Manchester, July the 28th, and Brighton, September the 22nd. We've got a date uh, uh, for Bath in November. Tickets aren't on sale yet. And we are talking to The Stand in Glasgow and in Edinburgh. So it's happening, guys. Okay, let's um, let's go to Nick. Good evening, Nick. Oh, Nick, me? Yes, you, Nick. Oh, hey. How are you doing? Are you on speakerphone? I'm not anymore. Good. What you got for us, Nick? Um, it's funny you should bring up paedophiles. Um, hilarious. I... No, no, it's not hilarious at all. Someone called my dad a gay paedophile today. I nearly, I nearly punched him. Um, he's removed the reward now. Okay, it's not, it's not a great, it's not a great phone line, Nick. So, oh, uh, I'm assuming that's uh, not trying to make it better. It's not a great phone line. Yes, yeah, no, I know, I know. I'm standing by the window. Okay, I don't know if that actually does anything, but um, do you remember old mobile phones used to have that little pull-out aerial? Yeah, what Nokia didn't do anything. It was just there because people they thought the marketeers thought that people wouldn't feel confident in it if it didn't have like a pull-out aerial, like a walkie-talkie. And you, you, you held you held the phone away from your face. No, no one held as the, well. No one held the phone away from their face. Only people on the apprentice and no. millennials. <laughs> no, yeah. Nice joke. No, some of the Rue Boys did it in, yeah. in the in the 90s. Rue Boys. Right, so what you got for us? Um, I'm feeling much better. Oh, that's great news. I'm getting out from... I did some uh, drugs I shouldn't have done. I did a urine test, so I, um, I got put on section for so, three so, days. So, you're, so, so where are you? You're sectioned. Are you under the Mental Health Act? Section 3... I don't know what that I'll means. I'll get out in a couple of weeks. I don't know what Section 3 means. I mean, up to six months. Okay, right. But up to six months. So yep. I'll probably be out in a couple of weeks, okay. hopefully. Okay. And what plan, is the there, what plan is there in place to um, keep yourself in check, as it were? Oh, I've got a care plan. Um, I'm on 1,100 grams of lithium. Wowzers. And I'm, I'm not 27, so I'm not going to blow my head off. Okay. Um, I'm 30 years old. Um, I'm going to be... Yes. Uh, what's it? A bank to your comedy? I want to do stand-up comedy. Yeah, comedy I know. You, uh, yeah, you've, you've told us that about a thousand times. Batman. Go on. All right, I've got a Batmobile. You're not going to see my face. I'm going to throw a frisbee into the crowd, and uh, you're going to ask me a question about mental health. Act. No, I'm not. Yes, well, no, you're not, but other people are. Who? The audience. What, what the audience? Open mic night. Oh, okay, right. Why would they ask you a question about mental health? Because that's what it's going to be about. It's going to be called, I went insane, I came, so I came insane, I left insane. Okay. Um, can I, can, can we, can we, can we be honest and can we speak honestly and openly to each other? Yeah. These phone calls. Feel, ex- weird, feel exploitative to me. What? Why? To me? No, they feel exploitative to me. Why? Um, it feels like you are very seriously mentally ill, right? No, I'm not very seriously mentally ill, Ian. Actually, no, because because they bipolar. I suffer from bipolar. Yeah, and 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 you're right. They 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 section people who aren't seriously mentally ill 
all the time. I was under section they? two, which I was up to 28 days, and then I put me on section three because I, was, I knocked out some bloke. Okay, right, okay, okay. In my, in my, to, to me, you're seriously mentally ill, right? All right, fine, that's fine. Um, my mum thinks, my, my mum thinks the same thing. Yeah, yeah, and I think maybe you should listen to mum. So quite often, mum's no best. And yeah. these calls to me feel like I am exploiting you no, for, um, for a information, frothy, for a frothy, light-hearted late-night phone-in show. No, I'm genuinely in Springfield. I can't see what... I'm looking at a honeycomb um, window. You can hear it, look. I can't hear the honeycomb, Nick, no. Oh, no, OK. All right, well, it's not honey. It's not actually honeycomb. It's um, something that means I can't it see it. It feels unethical for me to take your phone calls and put them on a national radio station. Why? It reminds me of Bedlam. Oh my God, Bedlam! What we? My dad went to. My dad was uh, went to Cambridge, and uh, he could have been spun around in a chair in Bedlam. It reminds. Uh, and it, he did have ECT therapy, uh, electric compulsive therapy. It, it it feels like. Um, I'm having a great time here, by the way. Okay. It it, it feels. It... Go on. I'm thinking, thinking of the right words because I like to use the right words. Okay. I should have called it eleven o'clock in homage to the eleven o'clock show. But I need to take my meds. I don't feel you're up to. I don't feel you're up to phoning in, man. Alright, it's up to you, mate. If you want to cut me off, cut me off. No, I don't want to cut you off. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to come and see your show in June in London, and we can meet then. Well, why does that make me feel very nervous? Because I said I'd knock someone out. I didn't knock him out. I went went to try and knock him out. I've never hit anyone in my life. You're very welcome to come to the show, but you've got to keep your mouth shut, and I don't know if you can do that for two hours. Yeah, I can do that. I'll shut up right now for two hours. It just—I tell you what—it—it—it it, it just don't feel right having you on, man. That makes me feel really sad. That's a, well, that's 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 depressed, your thing. A bit depressed, actually. Okay, well, that's that's your trip, man. That ain't my trip. Um, it makes I know, me... but I know, mate. We've gone through the same thing. I've had a religious experience. You know, I was leaving God now. I was agnostic up until. Six months ago. Nick, you're really ill, man, and this is I'm way out. I'm not really ill. Nick, I'm not really ill. Nick, Nick, people who aren't ill very, very rarely get sectioned. You're, oh, you're babbling. Yeah, you're you're talking. Nice. You're babbling. You're talking about nice. listening. You're list talking about listening. Have you been sectioned? You're talking about listening to honeycombs. You're saying no, you've got I'm religion. Not. I'm saying I'm looking through a honeycomb um, type. Fabric. Nick, 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 listen, man. Yes, I'm listening. You're welcome to listen to the show. I think it would be better to call the show when you get some kind of grounding. You haven't got any grounding. All right, okay. I'll call you in a couple of weeks. I'll come and see your show. I'll shut up for two hours, and then if you want to talk to me afterwards, then you can talk to me afterwards. Well, I won't. I won't talk. Why would I want to talk to you afterwards? 
because you're a friendly guy. I know you're a friendly we're guy. We're not friends. No, I wouldn't. No, we're not. No, I wouldn't. No, we're not friends. No, I wouldn't. And here's the thing. And here's the thing. And here's the thing. Here's the. Now you've just admitted to delusion. I don't want to talk to you out of, out of here. Yeah, you just said that you thought I wanted to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. I thought you might be able to get me on 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 the scene, the comedy no, scene. No, yeah, maybe. No, I'm not on the comedy scene. There's another delusion. I don't want to talk you to you. You did the eleven o'clock show, you muppet. Yeah, twenty years ago, mate. That wasn't on the comedy yeah, scene. Ali G and Ricky Gervais. You are living in a fantasy world. I do not want to help your career, even if I could help your career, which I can't. All right, fine then. More is there for us to talk about. I don't think there's anything for us to talk about, man. All right, I'll come and see your show, which I'm allowed to do. If you, you bought know, a ticket. Block me. Yeah, if you bought a ticket. Well, well, <laughs> well, I-, I can kick you out. I can kick me and Kath can kick yeah, people kick me out. out. No, no, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a bouncer and the hecklers are going to go, get off, get off. And I'm going to send them to the bar. My face. Nick, you're making me feel very, very uncomfortable. I'm actually feeling. I'm actually okay, feeling. I'm, all right. I'm, I'm all actually right. feeling threatened now by your call. You're feeling threatened. Yeah, I am. I am. And that's well, not what I. Do. You're, mate, you're a bit of a pussy, then, aren't you? Sorry, 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 sorry. And, sorry, you, sorry. and you, 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 you know, you switch like that, man. You switch yes, like I that. Do, I do. I do. I do. I, I, do, I, do, want, I do. I do. I do. I don't want that in my life, and I don't think you. But fo- can, you can I have it in your show? I don't think that you phoning up is healthy for either of us. Okay, that's your opinion. Uh, all right, I respect your opinion. Okay. Do you want me to go? I wish you the very best of luck, Nick. Tell me the dates, the London date. I'm not going to do that. All right, I'll find out online. Okay, listen, you buy a ticket, you're welcome to come. First sign of trouble, and I say this to anyone, first sign of trouble, you're out. Cool. All right. Well, now I feel, no, no, you've left me feeling really uncomfortable. Left me feeling really uncomfortable. All right. So sorry. Well, have a shit. Never have a shit. Oh, sorry. I said a shit. Um, have uh, I'm doing again. Nick, sorry, thanks so- for calling, mate. I'm, you, you had you had three S's and then you had an F. We're not allowing that, mate. I feel really uncomfortable now. I feel that on my shoulders. I'm not a pussy because of it. I'm not a pussy. But also, I didn't get angry when he called me a pussy because I know that he's ill. I don't think there's any malice in what he says. I think it's an inability to control one's emotions. And I've been thinking about this a lot. I wonder if having someone like Nick call up is exploitative. I certainly don't think it's helping him. And we've had people call in, in, you know, in, in terrible situations. And I think maybe the act of them phoning up or perhaps a sentence we have said has helped them. I don't think we've helped Nick. The, at best, I don't think we've helped Nick a bit at all at worst i think we might we may have uh, this show may have i may have made things ever so slightly worse for him and i don't want that anyway oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand this is talk radio the radio show where the owls are not what they seem. Do you or have you ever watched Twin Peaks? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. We could be dreaming and meeting each other in our dreams. On Talk Radio. Well, we've got three callers lined up. Their names all begin with G G G G G. Let's go to let's go to George first. Good evening, George. Good evening, Ian. Good evening. 
uh, what hasn't you been much of a celebration of life so far no, this e- evening. Every, every, every call is a celebration of life. Even the, even the ones with the slightly darker tone to them, I think, are a celebration of life. Because, cause, you know, life isn't all balloons and uh, uh, rainbows and, and, you know, what do they call it? Space candy. It's, um, it's, it's hard work for a lot of people, isn't it? It is. I'm wondering if we could make this call the beginning of our podcast. It oh. would be quite nice to set it up that way. We can do that. We can nick the audio from this and and, and put this into the podcast. What, well, what would you like to say in this introduction? Well, it's all been quite synchronistic, uh, synchronistic. because uh, this time, 33 years ago, I'd been planning to release a series of seven one-hour tapes. They were going to be the captain's tapes, the key to Rainbow Land. And we never got past the first tape for one reason and another. But (laughs) but now, 33 years later, I find myself wondering if we could do seven one-hour podcasts. We can do seven... uh, Okay, do you know what? That's a great idea. We'll We'll aim for seven podcasts... Of, a, of, of up to an hour in length, maybe a little bit shorter, but up to an hour in length, um, and that can be the f- that can be the first seven. Let's aim for that. In fact, George, let's cut now to me and Catherine chatting to you in your living room. Yes, wonderful. I look forward to that. There we are. We've done that. That's there's there's that now and now in the podcast, George. It will be us having a chat in your living room. Brilliant. What time did we say we're coming tomorrow? Did we say four? Three. Three? Three? We said three. Okay. Three o'clock kickoff. We'll be at three o'clock kickoff. Well, we shall, we shall be there. Pick, um, here's, I, here's the thing. What, so what we'll do is me and Kath will come and just like have a chat with you and record, record some stuff. Give us a few tapes. Uh, not too many. Give us a few. It will take, I tell you, I'm in the middle, I'm in the very early stages of moving house. So I haven't got the technology at my fingertips to convert the tape to digital media. I will once I've moved. It's going to be it's going to be about 3 or 4 weeks and then that's going to be the first thing I do when I get into my new house and all set up is convert your tape. So um yeah, about a month or so. Brilliant. But it's going to happen, man. It's going to be great and I've got a lot of people that I know will be interested to hear it. I I've sorted out some really oh, wow. nice little bits of Peter Cook Beautiful. and uh few other of my first phone-ins to Perfect, man. Mike Dickin and Robbie Vincent. Wow. And, uh, hey, Robbie Vincent was supposed to come on this show, Catherine. What happened? I know he cancelled at one point and he never came back. We are supposed to get Robbie Vincent on. It's going to be brilliant, George. I'm really looking forward to it. So am I. And um, we'll put, yeah, so and if, but for those who are listening and going what we're talking about, uh, we're going to put out a series of podcasts, seven episodes of me and Catherine just chatting to George about his life and his philosophy and his politics and some of the famous people he's met. And uh, we're going to um, kind of intersperse it with collections, uh, snippets, chunks from his audio tape collection. How many tapes have you got in that collection now? I don't know. I haven't counted them. Well, that means a lot. <laughs> It is a lot. I, we'll it, I went we'll it up to as... Hampstead today. I, yeah. I, I had a haircut, especially for you. I had a haircut today as well. Oh, there you go. How much did you pay? Oh, I paid. I paid um, twenty-seven quid. I paid twenty-two quid. Oh, look at that! Look at us, the fancy nut cut. Um, <laughs> and we're going to put it out as a podcast, and it's going to be free to listen to, and you know, and everyone can have it on their iPods. And I think it's going to be riveting. 
I hope so. No, I think it'll be good, man. I really think it'll be good. You've got stories to tell. You've got stories coming out your ears. It's so nice that you're interested in hearing them, Ian. Can't wait. You, you, you are very special to me. Yeah. And uh, That's a lovely it, thing to say, man. Thank you. Well, it's true. Thank you. And uh, as I say, I really look forward to seeing oh. you both tomorrow. Do you, do, you, do you make cups of tea, George? Yeah, what, what else? What sort of cakes do you like? Oh, no, don't. No cakes. I'm trying to lose weight. I'm on a diet. You're on a diet? I can't have a cake. Well, I've got to get you something. Well, just, just, just get a cup of tea. cup of tea will, will, will do us. Good. That, that'll do us. George, we'll see you tomorrow about three o'clock, mate. I really look forward to Thank it. you, fella. Take care. Ta-ta. There we go. That's happening. It's going to be a series of podcasts. And I think it's going to be, you know, it's not going to, um, well, it could be the new serial. Could be. Could be the new um, guys we we shagged. Is that what it's called? Could be the new My Dad Wrote a Porno. Could be. Um, The Rainbow George Diaries. The Rainbow Connection. I don't know what it's called, but we'll come up with something. And I I think it's going to be really interesting. I'm really looking forward to it. 0344-499-1000. Good evening, Gavin. I'm very well, thank you. Didn't ask. I avoided that trap. I, well, I didn't ask. You, you, you created your own, You created a brand new trap. Ah, I've created a brand new trap that I've avoided craftily by not asking you how you are. Yeah, but but you said you answered a question that I didn't. I didn't ask. Yeah, I've fallen into my own trap there, haven't I? On a scale of one to ten, how... how <laughs> yeah, on a sc- to fall into. No, on a scale of one to ten, how awkward did you feel after your call to the Bob Mills show on Sunday? Um... I only remembered it when I woke up. It was a very... I was listening to it. It was a very, very uncomfortable call. I I don't remember. I don't I don't remember making the call. Well, how what so what state were you in that you didn't remember phoning up Bob Mills and um, um, telling him you had a conundrum? So Bob Mills is there with Rob Newman and another comedian talking about comedy, and he goes, right, right, we've got we've got three minutes to go. We've got Gavin on the line. Even Gavin, what do you what you got? I've yeah, got I've got I, a conundrum for you. Yeah, I know. I just um, yeah. I, and you basically first, told him I'm your life. To be honest with you, it was the first button on my phone, and I pressed it. And you told him your life was miserable, and he went, "Well, now yeah, uh, this, yeah, I, I'm I, sure I, Ian I, Lee is desperate for this kind of call, but there's not a lot we can do." And then one of the comedians gave you some advice. Fair play, he had a go, and you went, "That is the worst bit of advice I've ever heard." I don't remember. And they I cut don't you remember off. the call. Yeah. I, Generally, don't remember the call. What state were you in that you don't remember making a phone call like that, man? Um, like I said, I've I've got nobody to talk to, and this the first. And um, I'm not saying this. To, my button. I know, and I'm not saying this to embarrass you. I'm not saying. I know, please man. don't think I I'm, do, do, yeah, I'm I do. doing it because I I I I, I, I phone up with some good news as well. Okay, but but just but but you see, you keep saying you keep ignoring the question I've asked at least twice now, so I'm going to ask it a third time. Okay, I'll listen. What, what kind of state were you in that you don't remember making that desperate phone call? I'm heartbroken. But I've been heartbroken, and I, I don't have blackout because of it. You've got you've got mates, you've got cats. I haven't. No, I no, haven't no, got no, anybody. no, 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 no. I've been heartbroken, and I've not. I've, you know, I'm talk, not talking about now. I'm talking about various points in my life. Were you drunk? Were you stoned? Were, were... No, not at all, Ian. I I generally don't have anybody to talk to. I've got. I've, okay. Well, you I've need got to. Nobody, mate. You, okay. Well, you need to shift 
our phone number to button number two on your phone, and you need to put the Samaritans as button number one. Yeah, I've spoken to them um, today, and I've Brilliant. also spoken to um, I've spoken to the the GP. Good. I've. Because um, I tell you why, because, listen, you phone this show up whenever you want. You might not always get on, but you're welcome to phone up whenever you want. It's a pre-recorded news, isn't it? Is it pre-recorded? Yeah, OK, so we're going to be a little bit late for the news. You're welcome to call this show pretty much whenever you want. And But like all callers, you know, if, you, you might get told from time to time, thanks for calling, give us a try tomorrow. Yeah, I know, right? I, just, I just phoned up, so I just okay. wanted to tell you no, that I was happy because no, no. I found a new band. Brilliant, that's great, but hang on, and we'll get to that new band in a second. But, but, but... Um, I was I was embarrassed for you listening to your call to Bob on Sunday. I was embarrassed for you, and I felt humiliated, right? And I just oh, know... Man, I'm, I didn't... Nothing. I didn't even... I didn't want your name to come up, man. I, no, no, no. I, no, I felt humiliated for you. I didn't be plugged my show. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, but it's nothing you did. But all, all I'm saying is, if, if I felt embarrassed and humiliated, dear God, how must you must have... How, how would you have felt? On the end of that, you're obviously in a very low place. So how would you have felt having, you know, being hum- being humiliated? It was humiliating, right? Yeah, it was, man. Uh, yeah, you you was. were rude. They you they were, were flummoxed and it was humiliating, right? Uh, uh, and I just know that humiliation when you are feeling low is is a very dangerous is a very dangerous thing. So what I am saying to you is, you need to find some new coping mechanisms that aren't phoning up talk radio to help you through painful moments. That's what you need to do. And I do okay. think the, the, the Samaritans, 116123, is a yeah. much better number to, for anyone to call than a radio station when they're feeling like you were feeling on Sunday. I don't okay. want you phoning up uh, any show on this station or any show on any station and being humiliated because I know, and, and Bob didn't mean to humiliate you. I think he was he was fr- he was thrown I by think the he dealt with it really well. Actually. He was thrown by the topic the topic of the call. He then felt this is my interpretation that you were rude to the guest, which you were a bit, and so he cut you off, right? But I know that that can be that can be deadly, literally deadly to be that low and then to be humiliated in a public forum can be deadly, man. So you need to come up with a better coping mechanism than phoning talk radio all right um could you do me a favor my friend and i'm um, pass my apologies on to bob i don't i don't see bob bob won't, bob will have forgotten about it so, so, and I'm not, gavin please I, I i can hear your voice wavering a bit i am not doing this to tell you off at all yeah i'm I doing this it, I i'm doing this because i'm 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 worried that that I, I, i'm worried that that if you or someone else made a desperate call and you got the wrong show that could be dangerous, man. I don't want you. I don't want you in a dangerous position. I really want you to find some better um, uh, 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 mechanisms you can put in place to protect you. Right? I'm and um, thanks again. Um, I think I've humiliated myself again. You've done what? I think I've humiliated. When? Humiliated myself again. When? What here? No, not yeah. here. Not here at all. No, 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 no. Not in the slightest. I'm not having that. No, not at all. I'm glad right, you phoned um, up cheers, tonight. I'll, I'll give it a break for a couple of weeks. Yeah. No, shut your face. Shut, stop being a pussy. Who <laughs> was that? Call right. me, someone called me a pussy. It's just stuck in my head. I never call anyone a pussy. No, it's horrible. You don't. I, you I, I don't mean it. I don't mean it. I'm doing it no, to lighten the mood. Man, I, seriously, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it no. a week or two. All right, if, uh, but if you feel that's okay, you're, you're welcome to call me. And uh, again, uh, please listen to these words because this is important. I am not saying this to humiliate you or embarrass you, right? Uh, I'm not. 
I'm saying this to protect you, man, because um, I care about I care about people. I care about men I who are in do. emotionally vulnerable situations. And what happened on Sunday was not healthy for you, right? And and you are welcome to call this show whenever you want, okay? And I don't want you going away thinking you can't call me and I'm taking the piss and all of that stuff because I'm not. Nah, I'm Ian, saying you just, this. You've to... straightened me out. I'm just going to get my head down. Now, and, um... Before you get your head down, and we're so late for the news, we'll screw those guys. You said you found a new band. I have, yeah. Go on! <laughs> oh, really? All right. They're called The Only Ones. Oh. Are they any good? If you play um, The Beast by The Only Ones, you can tell me what you think. Now, isn't that funny? Because I'm not going to play that song. But I tell no, you the, I know. No, no, but I tell you the song I'm going to play when we come back from the news. It's called The Beast In Me by Nick Lowe. Isn't that funny? How about that, man? Isn't that funny? There's something happening. A lot of funny things have been happening to me at the moment, man, yeah. I know. Right. We're, Gavin, we're on some... I'm so late for the news. I'm going to play The Beast In Me by Nick Lowe because my therapist played it to me today. It's a great song. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Gary, stay there. We're going late to the news. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Is caged by frail and fragile bars. Restless by day and by night. Rants and rages at the stars God help the beast in me The beast in me Has had to learn to live with pain And how to shelter from the rain And in the twinkling of an eye Might have to be restrained God help the beast in me Sometimes it tries to kid me that it's just a teddy bear Or even somehow managed to vanish in the air And that is when I must beware of the beast in me much nick lowe stuff and i should because he's the, the, the little that i know of nick lowe i love i don't think he wrote that 
because I know Johnny Cash has done it. Here's a thing, music fans. Nick Lowe is Johnny Cash's son-in-law. Nick Lowe, I think, lives in Shepherd's Bush and has got like a studio in his basement. And Johnny Cash would often go round to his basement studio and go and record stuff. Um, would go and record stuff there. Isn't that incredible? Absolutely incredible. I need to get him more in the low. Hopefully I'm buying a house. This is the plan. The offers are in. It's out of my hands. It's now in the hands of the solicitors. And as soon as uh, I'm in that house, uh, first thing I'm doing is I'm setting up my stereo, my hi-fi, my music system, and I'm going to lie on the floor and play records. Actual records. 0344 499 1000 in a minute. It sounds a bit sensationalist, this, but um, I've had an email from someone suggesting that the new um, uh, kids' cartoon, Dog Show, is actually a paedophile's charter. I'll read you the email. The email and the review that it links to in a bit. 0344 499 1000. Gary, Gary. Sorry? Hello? Hello, Gary? Hello, mate, you alright? Yeah, I'm alright. What, 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 what's going on there, mate? No, I was waiting for you to come to me. No, I, I came to you. What were you saying? Yeah, I was waiting for t- t- 20 minutes. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed, Gary. I've been a little bit busy tonight, mate. Yeah, no, yeah, but, but uh, a couple of things. Nick Lowe, excellent. Yeah. Because I've got the Dig One Mood album and the uh, Old Magic, Mag- Magic album. Yes. They're, they're both fantastic. Yes. Nick Lowe's fantastic. He is. He's got a great voice. What's so funny about peace, love and understanding? Thank you. What's so love, peace, love and understanding, yeah. yeah. Um, and George earlier mentioned uh, Mike Dickin and Robbie Vincent. Yeah. Uh, the word I'm going to use is F-U-N-K, so don't worry about it. But yeah. Robbie Vincent just has that great uh, um, jingle. Thanks Get so, the man. funk out. Yeah. He was good. supposed to be... He was going to come on as a guest, Robbie Vincent. And Catholic just... Should, he pulled out... He didn't say why, did he? Yeah, well... well hang uh, hang well, on, well, hang well, on. Yeah, you should know him, Cath. I can't remember. Hang on. Let's reschedule. Send him yeah, yeah, yeah. Quiet radio moment, yeah. Go on. All right, Gary, thanks for calling, mate. Bye-bye. Flipping heck. Sorry, Catherine, you were saying? No, it doesn't matter. No, don't, don't matter, does it? Flipping heck. Cheek of him. He nearly got drop-kicked the, the very first... I, I went to the button, this opening line, but then he turned it around. But really? Yeah, thanks, Gary, mate. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for calling. It's all appreciated. Let's go to Eben. Good evening, Eben. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Eben. Good evening. I thought I'd phone in because it's been a long time since i It's been a while, Eben. What have you been up yeah. to? Pretty busy sorting my life and future. And oh, he's been doing life and future sorting. Where are we, Eben? What the hell is happening? Uh, let's say I've enrolled on a... Different college course, okay. doing A level. Yes. Applying for uh, universities and apprenticeship. Okay, right. For, to, to study, uh, to study what? To do what? Media production. I'm going to be studying. Okay. And I've had a offer back from University of South Wales. Beautiful. And I'm just hoping that I get because it's a conditional of you have to get a B in art. Okay. Can you get a B in art? A Bart? I'm hoping, but it's... It's just pictures, isn't it? Charcoal pictures. Yeah. Just, it's just charcoal pictures. They expect a, a thousand to three thousand word essay on your piece. Yeah. 
and it's quite hard. I writing doesn't come easy to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, well. Why don't you can you can hire a Ukrainian to write it for you? Cost you about one hundred and fifty quid, but they will write it and they will guarantee that there's no plagiarism in it either. So when they because colleges now run it through a computer and stuff to scan it for for see if yeah. paragraphs or sentences are lifted. But there's a hooky website. We were talking about it the other day. It's I mean it's. I was going to say it's illegal. It's not illegal. It's not illegal to get someone to write an essay for you. It's naughty. It's not illegal. I'd, I'd, <laughs> say, it's, I'd say it's worth the money. I'd say get, my, your, get your Deliveroo cash and invest it wisely, my friend. Yeah, if my dad found out to went that, he'd, <laughs> he'd have me. Catherine is typing a furious message on my screen, which has not appeared yet. But this is because Catherine is a bum lick. And this is the kind of thing that um, really wets her whistle, so to speak. And she will be furious that I am suggesting you go to a hooky website. Um, she says the point is to educate yourself. Catherine, it's an essay about art. What, 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 how does that educate yourself? You, art is art you do. Art, art is doings, not writings. Art is doings, not writings. Right, no, right. So James and Catherine are, are, are both shaking their heads going, no, 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 no. Which one of you is talking into a microphone right now? Which one of us three is doing the art? Don't turn me off. I know what you're going to do. You're absolute tits. Both of you are tits. Which one of which out of us three is doing the art? It's this guy. The guy that would pay a Ukrainian 150 quid. Catherine's written, you're training yourself to think. Yeah, I bet James told you to write that. I can't really do that with... Uh, I've got another job as well at the moment. Oh, yeah. And it's kind to do with the law and checking. Yes. It's a secret shopper. Oh. <laughs> wow, you're a secret shopper. Yeah. So you, when you go into shops and um, what you do you have to pretend to be a little bit difficult? Yeah, I have to sometimes pretend I don't have any ID. And oh, oh, are you yeah. trying to buy booze and um, fags and pornos and stuff? Yeah, and going to nightclubs and. Oh, mate, this you've got the best job in the world. Yeah. This is fantastic. Does it pay well? Yeah, it's all right. Before we visit to a nightclub, let's yes. say they pay for drinks, your taxi, and your pay is forty pound. Yeah. And you've got to spend an hour in there, then you get out. Yeah. And that's about it. And I try to do five or ten visits a week. Wow, wowzers! <laughs> well, good for you, man. I'm glad. I'm glad you're. Um, I'm glad you're. You're working. I'm glad you found some um, direction in your life. And um, I'm glad that it's. You know, it sounds like you know you've had a little bit of a, a rough run, but you're you're mm-hmm. taking steps to turn that around yeah hopefully it'll go as i follow and i've got something happening tomorrow which i'm fairly nervous about Uh oh it's with the do you know the bbc big weekend i do know the bbc big weekend of course i do who doesn't know the bbc big weekend i'm on a panel there because i've been in a bfi course yeah and they want the alumni to the Illuminati? Uh, neither past members of the courses together. Yeah. And I'm just a bit worried because it's an hour. Okay. 
Okay. Your phone, well, your phone is broken up, Evan, so I'm hoping you're not doing it on the telephone. Hey, listen, man, it's good to hear that things are turning around and you've, you, you, you've hopefully found a new direction. It is appreciated. 034, we appreciate you sharing it with us. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. This is Talk Radio. Kick off your slippers. Don't go to bed. The party is just starting. You can sleep when you're dead. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number for the first time this evening, eighty minutes into the show. The switchboard is empty. You can give us a call about absolutely anything um that you want. After midnight we've got a yes word no, what is it? Yes the yes word or S word. That's what we've got. We play a song that a listener has sent in and you phone up while the song is being played and you say Yes, it's a hit, or no, it's, sh- you know, please don't say the, actually say the S word, because that just gets us into uh, into nothing but serious trouble. We, we, the last time we did it, we actually had a few people phoning up saying the S word, and um, I got in very serious trouble with my boss. Very serious trouble. So we'll have none of that tonight, please. Let's keep it friendly, keep it fun, keep it lighthearted. So I got this email from a woman called Danny. I like I like women with men's names. I find it sexy. Let's go through them. Danny, Jamie, Stevie, and Dave. I find it, I I don't know why. Anyway, Danny emailed me, right? Ian at ianlee.com. Hi, Ian. I thought you'd be interested in this as you have young children and seem like a person who cares about my kids. Are you joking, those guys? I've sent you a link to a review of the film Show Dogs currently showing in cinemas i read this review of someone shared it scares me to think if it is true children are being put at great risk and it was that phrase if it is true that made me think well this is going to be a load of our rubbish this ain't going to be the thing i've seen the trailer for the um for show dogs it's like it's one of those, it's not Pixar, it's one of those kind of cartoons for kids that's a bit lower down. Like the Nut Job, right? Nut Job's a decent movie, um, but it's it's quite low, but it, it, it's it's sort of like the Nut Job, but it's above Flushed Away. If you get me, if you've got kids, you kind of know where I am, right? Please check this film out, and if you find the review to be true, please use your platform to warn parents of the danger of letting their children see this film as the underlying message is very um, sinister. Miranda, I'll come to you in a bit. Listen to this, Catherine, because this is fascinating, right? And then there's a link. And I clicked on the link. I don't normally click on links, but I clicked on this link because there were some phrases um, in there. It scares me to think if it is true. Children are being put at great risk. I thought, this sounds like bullshine to me. I'm going to have some of this. So there's a link to... A website for every mom.com. So it's an American website for every mom.com. And it's a review by someone called Jenny Rapson. Don't know anything about this person. So at the point I'm reading this, I don't know anything about the film apart from I've seen the trailer. It's about a cop gets teamed up with a dog. I think a human cop gets teamed up with a dog and they have to infiltrate a dog show to solve a crime. It's all I've seen in the trailer. Grooming alert. Do not take your kids to see show dogs movie. So I'm thinking grooming. Is that is that dogs ref dogs groom dogs? 
thought, no, that can't be. It's got to be about FIFA. This is going to be absolute grade A bullshine. The show dogs movie contains a dark theme that can send kids a very, very harmful message about who is allowed to touch their private parts and when. I'll be honest, at that point, I was hooked. It's quite a long review. Would you mind if I read it? Take a couple of minutes. And I'd love to know if you've seen the film. I don't think it comes out for a few days, but some of you might have seen the preview. And I know that, um, because I've been looking on Twitter earlier, a couple of you have questioned the person who wrote this review, claiming that they come from perhaps a right-wing organisation that often exaggerates. But then... um, Plankton, who I, I play Overwatch with, and I trust him. He's a good guy. Terrible at the game Overwatch, but he's a good guy. Said, first of all, said, I'm a little bit sceptical about this. Then went off and did a bit of research and came back and said, well, no, actually, a few of the other reviews seem to be backing this up. So here we go. Listen to this. I'm usually very up on the kids' movies that are coming out, says Jenny Rapson, because I love to review movies in this online space for parents. But the past few weeks have been mind-bendingly busy for my family, and I completely missed that a new kids' movie called Show Dogs came out this weekend. The premise looks cute, so I'm glad I missed it. At any other time, I probably would have seen an online trailer and just taken my seven-year-old with me to see the Show Dogs movie when I watched it for my review. Stars Will Arnett, who I'm a big fan of. After what I've learned about it from another parent review, I am so glad my son did not see this movie. Let me explain. Tarina Maldonada, parent reviewer for the Macaroni Kid website, did take her kids to see an advanced screening of the movie as part of her job with Macaroni Kid. But she came away with some seriously bad feelings about the movie. I'll let Maldonado explain in her own words. This is now going to this other woman's thing. It all started out fine, she says. The premise is great for a kid's movie. Max is a talking police dog, voiced by Ludacris, who is paired up with a human partner, Frank Will Arnett, from... um... What's the programme called? There's a new series coming out. I love it. It's got orange um, writing on the DVD. I can't think what it's called. To infiltrate a prestigious dog show and rescue a kidnapped baby panda thank you for that Catherine. being a tough dog from new york max has no business competing in a dog show but uses his street smarts to outperform the competition to get closer to the inner circle of kidnappers along the way max learns lessons about trust and the need to accept help from others the usual hilarity ensues with dog farts bites on the rear end and slapstick bonks to the head which elicit giggles from the audience then breaks out of that into the original writer. It's when Max the police dog learns what he has to do to truly go undercover and be accepted as a legitimate show dog that the trouble with this movie starts. What does Max and apparently all the show dogs have to submit to? Having his private parts touched and inspected, Maldonado continues. What could have been solely a fun movie for kids that would get my highest recommendation is damaged by a dark and disturbing message hidden, not so subtly, between the fluffy dogs and glamorous parties of the show dog lifestyle. As part of any dog show, contestants are judged on their abilities and physical attributes. One part in particular is the inspection of the dog's private parts. Max, of course, is not cool with this. 
And when his partner Frank and a former champion show dog try to get him to accept this process, a certain dark and very dangerous theme for kids emerges. Maldonado explains. Since the inspection of the private parts will happen in the finals, Frank touches Max's private parts to get him used to it. Of course, Max doesn't like it and snaps at Frank for him to stop. Max is then told by the former champion who's been through the process before that he needs to go to his Zen place while it happens so he can get through it. More attempts are made by Frank to touch Max's private parts, but Max is still having trouble letting it happen and keeps snapping at him. I'm reading this thinking, this is weird. Is this, and I, at this point, I don't know if this scene is actually in the movie or if this is all bluff and bluster. And in my head, I'm going, is this an exaggeration? Max needs to get it together, see, and let people touch his private parts or he might lose the competition and fail his mission to rescue the kidnapped panda. Do you see what's happening here? Max's success is riding on whether or not he lets both his partner, for practice, and a stranger, the competition judge, touch his private parts. In a kid's movie? What? Newsflash, folks. This is called grooming, and it's what sexual predators do to kids. It gets worse. Maldonado describes the movie's dramatic dog show final scene. The day of the finals come, and if Max doesn't let his private parts be touched, he may lose the competition in any hope of finding the kidnapped panda. Are you still with me? It all rests on his ability to let someone touch his private parts. The judge's hand slowly reach behind Max and he goes to his zen place. He's flying through the sky, dancing with his partner. There are fireworks and flowers. Everything is great, all while someone is touching his private parts. So a stranger touches Max's privates and it must feel good because Max has gone to his happy place while being fondled. Um, no. So it says there, it's not me doing that. Maldonado saw the movie with not only her kids, but her husband and her mother. After the movie, all three adults felt uncomfortable. She says, during the movie, I kept thinking, this is wrong. It doesn't need to be in a kid's movie. Everything else in the movie is good fun except for this. Afterward, my husband mentioned that he picked up on this message too, as did my mum who saw the movie with us. Maldonado then goes on to mention she is a survivor of child abuse and describes how she will talk to her kids about the movie and that part in particular and use it as a lesson to instill in them uh, the lessons she's already taught them about how we never never let anyone touch our private parts and what they should do if anyone tries. How the script and premise for this movie ever got approved scares the crap out of me. This is 100% indoctrination. I will not apologise or care if anyone thinks I'm crazy for thinking so. This is letting a movie of funny cartoon dogs teach our kids that, hey, sometimes you just got to let someone molest you. That should be the tagline on the poster. Nope. Parents, do not go see the show dogs movie and please share this so other parents won't make this mistake before they know what's up this message is here the message here is way beyond um appropriate and that's for on the foreverymom.com website um there are some comments i've not seen the comments let me just read a couple of the comments joe writes seems like it's been written by a pedophile billy woody says billy woody oh come on man I'm sorry, but you guys are like Chicken Little. 
no child is going to see this movie and think, oh, the dog did it, so it must be fine. Caroline Mason says, there's some adult humour in show dogs, as in many kids' shows and cartoons. A young child isn't going to understand it. Kids will notice the cool, funny, talking dogs and laugh at the things the dogs endure to become a show dog. Megan Ali, Allen says, why do you have to make everything a sexual thing? There's a lot worse things in a Disney movie. If that's where your mind goes in a kid's movie, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> well, if you teach your kids, you let no one touch your privates and you educate them, then you would have enjoyed the movie instead of thinking horrible things. I don't know. Catherine, come on the microphone, because I don't know. Right. And I'm always regular listeners will know I am always very, very cautious. And we've got a statement from the filmmakers I read. I'm always very, very cautious of judging things I've not seen. Yeah. The last time I did it was Splash, the TV show on ITV, and I slagged it off and then I watched it and it was brilliant. Yeah. But hearing that makes me feel uncomfortable and me and then you look at what the filmmakers are saying in their defense and they're saying well look we're talking about a process that happens to dogs in shows all the time and it's just a light-hearted look at that and we certainly were not aiming to um, let me read it i've got you sent go it to me thank you you dug this out it's this is the, the filmmakers right it has come to our attention there's been online discussion and concern about a particular scene in show dogs a family comedy rated pg the dog show judging in this film is depicted completely accurately as done at shows around the world and was performed by professional and highly respected dog show, dog show judges. Global Road Entertainment and the filmmakers are saddened and apologise to any parent who feels the scene sends a message other than a comedic moment in the film with no hidden or ulterior meaning but respect their right to react to any piece of content. Thing is... You're anthropomorphising these dogs. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. They, they're human. They're, they're so, humans. Yeah, they're having a human adventure. It's ludicrous. But then we're supposed to go, oh, but that's just because they're dogs. And this is what they do at dog shows. They grab their, their balls. I, I've got no idea why, but they, they do. Um, and kids laugh at willies and bums. Kids laugh. Well, I don't know about girls. I know boys laugh at willies and bums. Oh, girls laugh at that too. A lot. Good. All right. But it didn't need to be in the film. No. It didn't need to be in the film. And uh, I I don't think it's been written by a paedophile going, right, well, this will will get me some action. But I suggest it's been written by maybe someone who hasn't got kids. Because in every other way, I think they've been super careful with kids' films, especially these days. You can't watch a film without the warning of, oh, this contains mild peril. And you get nothing like um, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the first one, Willy Wonka, I think it's called, That, that boat ride... Terrifying. The, the psychedelic boat ride with the chicken having its head chopped off, yeah. if I remember correctly. It's, it's horrific. Uh, horrific, right? And you don't get anything like that in kids' films these days. No. Nothing like that. And they go through so many panels and tests. So this seems to be a real... Feels a bit ripe, doesn't it? A real clanker. It does feel ripe, and I probably won't take my kids to see it. But we haven't seen it. We haven't, and that's just, and, and we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it. Go on. And we all know what forums can be like. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a call there. They may want to talk about this. Let's get Roger on, because um, Roger was, was doing a little bit of digging around. Good evening, Roger. I'd like to protest, first of all. I'm not terrible at Overwatch. Uh, listen, I don't want to fall out with you, mate, but, but you, <laughs> you are one of the lousiest teammates. Oh! <gasps> 
I've ever had the misfortune to play with. You dra- Every time I play with you, I lose. What's that about? Well, this is fake. This is fake news, listeners. Fake news. <laughs> Come on, Plankton. Now, you were doing a little bit of digging around about this, because you were suspicious yeah, of the original review, weren't you? I didn't find... The, the the original story that I found was on CNN. Right, OK. And that is mentioning a uh, organisation that does have a reputation for exaggerating tiny little things. They've, they've yeah. recently got steam to... Uh, Ban visual novels. Really? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, because uh, a load of a load of visual novels have been told. Right, you've got two weeks to you've got two weeks to clean up your act, or you're taken off steam. Mm. And a lot of the ones that have been affected uh, haven't even got sex or explicit nudity. Oh. Uh, but as I said, it, what what struck me was. That apology, yeah, from the filmmakers. It's not really an apology, is it? But it's, it's saying that yeah, we it, it, it's in there. Not, that's what I mean, that's that's what I mean. They're not actually denying that it's in yeah, there. Yeah, it's the con. It's the context. Context is king. Yeah, I watched Coco for the first time the oh, other yeah. day. Yeah, what do you reckon to that? And absolutely loved it. Isn't it? Isn't it beautiful? Absolutely loved it. Stunning. Sad, it's... heartbreaking, sad, joyous, wonderful, funny. Oh, it's a great movie. But that deals with some really dark <laughs> stuff. But deals with it in such a good way. Yeah, yeah, it really does. I mean, it, 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 it like all good fairy tales. Coco's got some really dark. Twi- you know, the whole thing about his dad and the murder yeah. and the fact that that you know, basically, it's, it's, he's hanging out in the world of the undead. But it, it, you're right; it's done in such a great way, such a great way. So we don't, we, we don't, we're not seeing this. We don't know whether it's done in in, in a similar way. But on face on face value, it does seem really dodgy. Seems like a really badly. I don't think it's being done. You know. To, to promote mm. grooming, but it feels like a really badly judged gag. Yeah, you do. You do. You do get them in. You do get the the yeah. odd badly judged gag yeah. in kids' films. Yeah. You, you look back at look back at Home Alone. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That on on the face of it, that's just a funny slapstick comedy. But if a kid did that, if a kid did that in real life, they'd be they'd be a psychopath. God, that uh, that whole my boys love Home Alone, and they'll be watching. They'll they'll probably start watching it soon because it's nearly June, <laughs> um, and they love it. And uh, and that those that torture scene, you know, with the booby traps, flipping heck, man. Yeah, flipping heck. But Cass reminded me of Big, of course. Big, she has sex with a child. Yeah. A lot of those 80s films. There was a really good article by the girl from Pretty in Pink. What's her name? Oh, um... God, I used to have such a crush on her. Molly Ringwald. Molly Thank Ringwald. You, really good article where she watched a couple of those films with her daughter recently. Maybe The Breakfast Club. Yeah, it was The Breakfast I read, I read, I read Really that, yeah. good article Breakfast where she said watching it again with her young daughter and watching it through a grown-up woman's eyes, you know... In, in the context of 2018 and everything that's happened, you know, in the last mm. six months, um, there's, she said, you know, there's some really inappropriate, there's sexual assault in there that's yeah. treated like a gag. Um, and, um, yes, yeah, so a lot of those 80s films don't, I mean, the, f- the very first Police Academy, you got, if you watch the uncut version, man alive, that's racist. That is r- a racist movie. Mm. 
don't know whether I've seen the uncut version. The uncut version. The N-word is bandied around like there is no tomorrow. And I watched, um, and Cass reminded me, I tried to watch Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters with my kids. And um, Bill Murray's Murray's borderline rapist in it. Yep. Isn't he? That's not exa- he is, he's a predator. There's some really weird, there's some really weird stuff. That's a, you mentioned you said the, the Breakfast Club's brilliant. I love that film, but reading reading that article made me yeah. think. It's been a while since I've seen it, so... but yeah, that, cut, Please think. tell me there's nothing like that in Pretty in Pink, because that's my favourite of all of those <laughs> team movies. I don't, think, I don't think I've seen Pretty Oh, in mate, once a ducky, always a ducky. I love Pretty in Pink. That's such a good film. Such I'll, have to, Ro- I'll have to watch it. Roger, before you do that, go and do a little bit of practice on Overwatch, mate. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Jody, stay there. Come to you in a second. Miranda, I'll come to you in a bit as well. I promise you've been waiting for ages. 0344 499 1000. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Jacked up jive talk for janitors, jazz cats and gin-soaked boys and girls. Is that <laughs> If you're awake, you're a welcome. I've got five cactus needles stuck in my... The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Still not found that kid yet, and when we do, he's he's um, he's he's dead. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Jody. Hiya. Hey, Jody. What you got for us? Um, well, it's the first time I've ever rang in a radio show, but I'm a bit nervous. But I was absolutely mortified about what we were just talking about. Go on. Um, well, my son has autism, yes. and he is an absolute avid. He just loves dogs. Yeah. So it would be the sort of film that I would be interested in taking him to see. Yeah. Um, but as you were saying, you know, people have a lot of opinions about things and write reviews about things. And I think, oh, come on, you know, give her a break. Yeah. Um, but as you started reading it, I was just getting more and more shocked. Um the the way I look at it, obviously with my son having autism, he can be quite literal about everything, and and yeah. that would be one of the main things that would concern me that he would think, oh, well, that's that's okay. Yeah, and and just to say, I've not seen the film, and no, I, no, and, no. and I'm and I'm I, I really really try hard, Jody, to not be yeah. one of those that goes in for the for the jugular on a film or a TV program mm. until I've seen it. You've got to be so careful because it's because so many of these stories, you know, stories are made up or exaggerated or actually when yeah. you see it, you go, oh, no, that's perfectly in context. That fits in. And actually that, you know, that's a, yeah. um, but it, 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 you do just think it's a, it's a film for kids. You know, it's a film for yeah. young kids. You don't need a scene about no. about grabbing genital. You just don't need it. And it's not even no. doesn't even sound like a particularly funny gag. No, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. It, if it was a gag about a dog like messing somewhere or you go. know that sounds like a movie there. to me a dog doing a poo everywhere that's yeah. a funny film i'll go and <laughs> yeah. see that yeah and standing in it you know that that's a gag yeah. but i don't think they need a mm. program whereby you're touching a dog's anybody's genitals i tell you what after because it comes out this weekend i was going to take the kids at some point but I, I, i'll probably hold off a bit if anyone to censor it first yeah well yeah <laughs> if you know now it's time to go to the toilet guys come on if um, yeah. <laughs> maybe someone's going to see it this weekend, and we'll talk, we'll, we'll mention yeah. it again on Monday, and see if anyone has been to see it, and see if you know if it, if it is in context, if it does, if it is 
all right, you know, because I, 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 I don't can't know. imagine it being all no, right. Like just, just like the whole thing of there. I'm struggling to see how it would be, but I'm, I, I like yeah. driving my mind. Jody, thank you for that. Nice call. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Miranda, my apologies. You've been waiting for flipping ages, but well, are we still 2018? Sorry. Are we still in 2018? Um, we could be, but maybe not for much longer. True. Yes. Um, has anyone seen the film Cujo? That's not for years, man. The Stephen King thing. That's a horror story. Yes, yeah, but isn't it about a kid who's in a car and there's a rabid dog outside? Uh huh. Yeah. And no one thinks to just put their finger up its bum. Well, uh, yeah. I don't know if you can do that with. I don't know if it works with rabid dogs. I think it works with any dogs that's clamping down on your child's hand or whatever. I was looking at my face. dog's bum today. This is a true story. I was looking at my you dog's... You did what? I was looking at my dog's bum today. Okay. And was thinking, genuinely, and was thinking, I don't I don't think I could actually put a finger up there if I had... If push came to shove, I don't think I could do it. I couldn't see you it. You would. You would if it was clamped down on your child's face. Um, no, I, I, I'd probably kick it in the face if, if that's if that's what was going on. But that's, 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 that's not an image we particularly need to... Um, and another thing, because I was going to call up about something boring, but listening and waiting. Huh? Now, did Max show anybody on a doll? That's 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 two. That's two. One more and you're off. Go on. Oh, that's That's three. Thanks for calling, Miranda. <laughs> Here's the thing. Sometimes you've got to wait. You know, sometimes I'm busy. Sometimes I'm doing stuff. You can't... You know, it's two people we booted off tonight. Oh, three, four, four, four. And I'm, I'm big. I don't know if you've noticed. I'm making a real effort to be like uber friendly host guy tonight. Making a real conscious effort. Am I, am I Catherine? I'm making a real conscious effort to be uber friendly host guy, you know, and hey, phone us up and we'll chat. And I'm letting people get three in. The third one, they're out. But I'm letting people do one, two, and not picking up on them. Being polite. I'm try- what I'm trying to do, guys, is I'm trying to be a professional broadcaster. And, uh... I don't know. That was a weird... That was a weird call, wasn't it? That was a weird vibe. How can you equate Cujo to this? Cujo's Stephen King. I-, I-, I think I saw it as a kid. And all I remember is there's, there's a kid in a car... And there's a dog on a leash, as they say in America, lead over here, or a chain, and then it breaks loose, but it's just going nuts. That's all I can remember about it. I do know it'll probably have a really, really bad um, ending, as, as most Stephen King stories, great stories. In the last 20 pages, you go, what? The, the biggest disappointment was the Tommy Knockers. Was the, which, which one's the Tommy Knockers? Isn't that the one where a farmer, by the way, spoiler alert coming up farmer is like digging out in like the field and he finds a bit of metal and he keeps on digging and keeps on digging and keeps on digging and he eventually finds there's like a massive spaceship is is, is kind of has been buried underground for ages and as he's digging it like his teeth start falling out and his head but he becomes obsessed with digging this thing out and it goes the whole book is him digging this thing out and then he gets into the spaceship and then it flies off. And that's it. And that's the end. And you go, what? It's getting really excited. Oh, and then it flies off. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant.
By the way, the, the newspapers have still got loads of pages about that flipping wedding. Still got loads of pages. Pictures, 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 stories, news, wedding. Who gives us stuff? Who cares? £300,000 for the dress, guys. Remember that? £300,000 for the dress. That's a, that's a house. That was the price of my first flat in North London. 16 years ago, 15 years ago. That's that's two houses in some parts of the country. Really nice house in some parts. And it was spent on a dress that will be worn once. Oh, don't worry. You'll get to see the dress. It'll be on display somewhere. You'll get you will get the chance to see the dress if you pay £25 a ticket. That's what it'll be. They will charge you £25 a ticket. Come and see. The royal wedding dress. What did they do with um, the last royal wedding dress? What's the name? Kate. Is her name Kate? What did they do with the, that wedding dress? Did it go on display? Did you have to pay a ticket to go and see it? 25 quid. You should get to try it on. Get pictures taken. 15 minutes in Megan's dress. 25 pounds. I'd be up for that. I'd pay for that. 300 grand for a dress, man. I feel bad if I get a pair of jeans and they're 40 quid. I get jeans from Gap, but only when I get get sent 40% off voucher, which they do every third day. Seriously, sign up for Gap online, right? And every day you get sent a voucher. Worst, you'll get sent 20%, right? Best, you get 40% off, plus 25% off sales stuff. That's what I do, anyway. A plan to revive... A village's century-old, centuries-old maypole tradition was scuppered after just one person complained. I struggle with maypoles. Again, as a kid, I like maypoles. I liked, I liked being the, one of the, the two people that got to sit on the base of the maypole so it didn't topple over. You'd sit on the base to balance it. I like that. But also like the maypole, the skipping. You skip and you go in and out and it makes a nice pattern. But thinking about it, in regards to, to dog show, basically you're getting eight-year-olds to, to dance around a giant cock. That's what it is. It's a phallus. You're getting six, seven, eight-year-olds to bind up a giant penis. Um, anyone else think that's a little bit weird? One at our school looked like a penis as well, didn't Bill Parker was told he needed planning consent... Oh, so it's a planning permission thing. For the 50-foot dance pole, which had been installed outside his home. You absolute pudding. (laughs) But one resident moaned it would be an eyesore in Bream. The festivities date back to the 1600s in the village, which also features a maypole barn, maypole house, maypole villa, and a maypole green. The original pole was removed in 1925 because it was in the way of newly invented cars. Here's the problem. I suspect this person was complaining about there being too many poles in the country. Wanted them sent back home, coming over here, stealing our jobs! 
Within days of the new one being up, amid villagers' excitement about the first May Day folk dance for nearly a century, it was ordered down. It got maypole droop. Forest of Dean Council had just one complaint about the pole in front of Bill's 15th century listed home. It was kept up for May Day and villagers held a dance of defiance around it. But Bill, 70, who wore a medieval costume that looks like he's got a giant piece of cheese on his head. Bet this guy's fun at parties said it will be coming down soon while he applies for planning permission. The businessman said, it's sad that one complaint can put at risk a long-standing tradition, which is so much fun. No, you contravened um, building laws and planning regulations. That's what you did. It's not. They're not going, oh, the, it, it, the Maypole is too phallic. It, it, broke the, it broke the law. You've got to apply for planning permission. Was it anything over 10 feet? Something like that. You've got to get planning permission. Whatever happens, I'll be putting the maypole back up in time for next year's May Day. Flip, I bet this guy's a right pain in the backside to live next to. 0344 499 is the telephone number. When we come back, we will be taking your call straight to air as we play the yes word or the S word. Trust me, you ain't heard nothing like it, guys. We'll play a song from a listener and you've got to vote whether it's a hit or whether it's shit. 0344 1000 This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give me a call. Um, in fact, hold off for a second. Hold off for a second because we're going to play um, yes word or s word, okay? Which is where a listener—it's a feature. I've been doing this job for sixteen years. I finally come up with a feature uh, where uh, uh, listeners send in songs they have recorded. We play them, and you phone in while the song is being played and you tell me whether you think it's a hit or a piece of shit please don't say that word though because um there's now my boss has got really annoyed with me denny denny morris has got very lets me get away with everything right but the last time we did this we had three s three people phone up and say and he, he said right ian right he was stood on a box so that he was just looking at my my neck right ian right i don't i like the feature i don't like the tone don't like the attitude, right? You can do it. You, oh, you can do it. Every time someone phones up and says a swear word, that's 25 quid coming out of your pocket. So don't. Okay? You think, oh, it's funny. Ha, 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 ha. It's not funny, actually. Every time you swear, one of my kids goes hungry. All right? So, well, I'm not going to go hungry. It's more important that I eat than they do. Huh? So just, just. Just be be careful, okay? So no 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 swearing, please. Um, tonight's tune was sent in by um, Cleo. Cleo's on the line now. Good evening, Cleo. I like to say yes. But no, I'm glad you do. I'm glad. That, uh, who doesn't like to say yes? It's it's a popular <laughs> word. Tell me about this song, man. Uh oh. Well, you were talking to a lovely lady last night about unrequited love. Yes. 
And that's what the song is about, basically. It's about that phone call from last night, but you recorded this in 2008, according to your uh, SoundCloud. And psychic. Okay. Uh, no, just mainly the un- unrequited love. love that has gone, but has not been returned. Okay, okay. Well, that's, yes. uh, that's something that we uh, can all we can all identify with. I identify with it quite a lot. Yeah, well, you're a deeply unattractive human being. I am, I'm repulsive. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, all right, we're going to play it. Now, you know, the, 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 the kids can be quite harsh. Well, kids, kids are quite harsh. Okay. You should call me Ewok. Okay. Um, Cleo, stay there. We'll come to you afterwards. Here we go. I'm going to play it, guys. You've got a phone in live while this is going on. Uh, you will come straight to air. Okay? I'm going to take the call straight to air, and you just come out with it, yes word or S word, and you can have a little critique if you want, okay? Please don't swear, it's 25 quid every time you, you do a swear word. It, 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 you know, it, I'm trying to buy a house. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. This is The Spheres and she don't feel the same. <laughs> Phones are going crazy already. 0344 499 1000. Line one, yes word or S word? It's got a funky beast. I'm in S word. It's, it's got what? Funky, funky. Funky. Beast. She said funky. I thought that was my first 25 quid. 0344 499 1000. Line two, yes word or S word? Funky, funky. Turn the radio off, you idiot. Yes word or S word? S word. Thank you very much. That was an S word. But that came from an idiot, so that doesn't count. Line three, yes word or S word? Please stop it, Ian. This is a load of crap. Okay, that's not technically a swear word. We can get away with that, but that's borderline. Line four, yes word or S word? That's a bit harsh, isn't it? Line three, yes word or S word? I can't hear the song. Okay, right, I mean, flip it, eh? Line five, yes word or S word? Um, it's a no from me. It sounds like it's from a porn film. <laughs> Let's go to line six. Line six, yes word or S word? Sounds like porn music. It does sound, yeah, you're the second one to say that. Line seven, yes word or S word? Well, I was initially going to say S word, but because it sounds like my favourite porno soundtrack, I'm actually going to say yes word. Thank you very much indeed. Line eight, yes word or S word? Oh, this is the music to a porno I watched earlier. Okay, everyone's calling in saying porno. Line nine, yes word or S word? S word, it sounds like something you'd use on a cheap date. Okie dokie. Line ten, yes word or S word? Uh, A big, massive S that spells rubbish. Okay, thank you very much indeed. 
Yes, line two. Yes word or S word? Shocking. Shocking. It's not going great. Lava. Yes, a lava. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Line six. Yes word or S word? That's a groovy, funky yes. A yes. Okay, we got a yes. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Line seven, yes word or S word? Merry Christmas. Right, okay, that doesn't help at all. Line nine, yes word or S word? What a load of shit. Oh, right, that's 25 quid. Stop that. Find that guy's number. 25 quid. Line two, yes word or S word? It's the funkiest, craziest thing I've heard all night. Yes word. Thank you very much indeed. Line three, yes word or S word? Of course, the S word. Thank you very much. Line four, yes word or S word? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. Line five, yes word or S word? Oh, darling, it's terrible old shit. Right, c- can you not? That's 50. Right, cut her off. How do I cut her off? Right, no. Stop that. Yes, I love Line one, yes word or S word? My name's Kevin, I'm with my boy Chase Yanomise, and we think the song is S word, mate. Okay, thank you. And final call, yes word or S word? What a load of rubbish. Okay, wow. Let me do the maths. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Oh, we're going to another one of theirs. Let's not do it. There we go. It's another one. Hang on. Right, okay. Let's bring him back into... This is awkward. No one look him in the eyes. Cleo! Yeah, man. What a, that was a positive response. 92% S-word. And it cost oh. me... You've cost me 50 quid, mate, because I had two actual S-bombs dropped. I'll buy you a pint. Thanks very much, indeed. Yes? Porn, you know, I'm happy with that. Okay, well, um, we're all happy porn. with porn. We're all happy with porn, Cleo. Thank you very much, indeed. It's not funny to phone up and do swears. Whoever they were, because it's all straight to air, it's, it's too fast to notice on the switchboard. So, please, two swear words, that's 50 quid I've got to pay. And a lot of people, I'm not sure they were saying funky. I think there were some people that were fudging the funk. Well, that's a, different, that's a horrible image puts in your head, isn't it? 0344 499 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. See you, we'll take calls straight to air for the rest of the night, shall we? Why the hell not? Line one, you're on the wireless. Catherine, come and join me. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello? Where did they go? Flipping heck, man. I was, all, I was all pumped. I was all pumped up, ready to go there, and um, he kind of um, disappeared beneath uh, beneath my wings. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Catherine Boyle, welcome. You might want to put. In yeah, that's freezing in, so I like to have it. The birds like it. Listen, birds are loving it. Not all the birds. Aye. This bird don't. I told you what Blackbird's about, the Paul McCartney yeah. song. It's about Diana Ross. Absolutely true. I wonder if I can find the audio of him um, talking about it. Blackbird, according to Paul McCartney, is about Diana Ross and about women's um, 
uh, blackbird meaning there you go blackbird meaning paul mccartney um i wonder if this is it this might be it hang on a minute there we go this might be it hang on Just bear, bear, bear with me, callers. Bear with me. Um, uh, there we go. 55.33. Here we go. Oh. But is he going to say what it's about? He's going to play it. People didn't want a photograph stock, you know. Yeah. I'll have one of them. Yeah, go on. My grandma would like it. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I'm now going to spend the next 45 minutes. Together fighting. for more than 35 years. Whoa. Oh, boring. Boring. Boring old man. We could be some time. Can you not do the impression? Well, us... you know, um, you know, it's about uh, women's rights and stuff. You know, in, in Liverpool, we call call a girl a bird. You know, and um, so I was thinking of Diana Ross. You know, she's a black bird. I didn't mean it to be offensive in any way whatsoever. You know, it's just um, it was about the the civil rights, uh, you know, thing that was going on. You know, over there in America. Hi, this is Rob Frank, and this is my analysis of Blackbird. Who cares what, what, what Rob Frank things thinks? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, guys. You ready? What it was was George and I used to sit around as kids, um, Here we go. teenagers, and mainly we were just playing sort of, you know, rock and roll. Twenty flight rock and stuff. This could be some time. To show people that you know we weren't as stupid as we looked, and it was it was by Bach. Um, Bach, and it went like that. He means back, but it's Scales pronunciation. So what we liked was the as the melody, and then there's a, you know, or whatever you know, the bass line going at the same time. That was uh, it's kind of hard harder to do than anything we did. So uh, that was how we did it, but we got it wrong. It should go. Da, 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 All right, mate. Get da, 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 to the bit where you talk about Diana Ross. Oh, that's it. Bach has always been an influence. Oh, Is he talking about Bachbird? Bachbird. <laughs> can, can someone find the clip and then tweet it to me where Paul McCartney says it's about Diana Ross, please? Because that would be um, that would be something. Really would be something. That's a Paul McCartney song, you know that song? No. Meet you in the pouring rain, mama. Meet you in the pouring rain. It's a great song. Meet you in the pouring rain, mama. Meet you in the pouring rain. And what's it called? It's called, um, it's either called That Would Be Something or Meet You in the Pouring Rain. It's one of the two. <laughs> I like McCartney. I don't, I, I get, I get why he gets all the, 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 I get why he gets the flack. Because um, he's done some rubbish, right? But Lennon did some awful stuff. The the the, the thing that, that that stopped Lennon getting the flat that McCartney got got shot, got murdered. That's that's the thing, you know. Whereas in the seventies, McCartney pretty much followed with a few variate, a few deviations. He followed a pop career, 
right? And he kind of wobbled a bit, wobbled a bit, and then kind of went, you know what? I want to want to be a pop star again, but with wings. So he did that. And Lennon's doing all his kind of, you know, very dodgy political groups that he backed, you know, kind of the Black Panthers when they were, you know, talking about violence and some very dodgy uh, sort of sub-political groups and giving them hundreds of thousands of dollars and writing some great songs and some lousy songs as well, some terrible... Oh, let me play you something brilliant, right? Speaking of John Lennon. Found uh, it will be um it will be on it will be on YouTube. Found this because I bought this box set, four CD box set of John Lennon outtakes and demos and stuff. And um, there's a lovely, there's a lovely clip. Oh, this is great. So this is him with Sean Lennon. Right? Mm-hmm. It couldn't be any older than five because he, he Sean Lennon died when John Lennon was five. No, yeah, John Lennon died when Sean Lennon was five. That would be weird, right? This is brilliant. Listen to this. Once we get past this advert, um, let me, this, the, the clip of Sean is cute, and then John talking about it is great as well. Do you need anybody? Anybody can love. Isn't it? But... That's my favorite song. Very good. Who is saying I need some money to love? You? Uh, Ringo, but Paul and I are singing with him on it. What's the song called? Um, can't can't remember the name of the song. Um, um, what would you think? Uh, what's it called? I forgot what, what would called. you think if I sang in the song? Sang out of tune. Oh, a little help from my friends. That's what it's called. Isn't that lovely? Uh, Isn't that lovely? It just popped up on this CD. 45 seconds. He can't remember the name of the song. Is that you singing that? Well, it was Ringo and, and me and Paul singing in the background. You know, what's it called? Oh, what's that? And it's that thing of, what's that? Um, and he's, he has to sing it to himself to get to the title. I love that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. Uh, call straight to air until Paul Ross at one o'clock. Give us a call. Um, and um, yes, here are some adverts. Dead of Night Discourse for Disco Queens. I'm related to Jedward and Dolly Parton. Dairy Farmers aye, aye. and Distant Fathers. Yeah, whatever. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Doing lots of things that we don't know about, we can't control. On Talk Radio. Yes, great. Um, Chris, we got your card. Thank you. Um, um, it's going to go to to a charity. Thank you, but 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 no more because we can't really. But thank you. They, we, we, the, the Samaritans will do very well out of that. So thank you for that. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Call straight to air for the last bit of the show. You can call in about anything you want, any of the stuff we've talked about or anything. Oh, someone's done a, uh, that's a bit music heavy. Someone's done um, a World Cup remix Oh. of my song. Let's just take this call first while we do that. Yes, line one, you're on the wireless. Are we on the air? James Damage. Don't lie to me. Don't be in denial. I think Elizabeth is with us next. Hello, Elizabeth. Hi, how are you, James? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Um, I've had you giving me such excitement tonight about the... Um... That sounds absolutely awful. Uh, here we go. This is from Rob. He's done a remix of my Russia song. I've not heard this. Let's have a look. Let's see where we, we get to with this. What? 
another one that seems to have lost the melody. The drumming's good. Why does they, has he taped it off like medium wave in the 1980s? Because we're broadcasting in DAB quality. Why are my vocals not right up at the front there? He's taking all the balls out of your voice. Me? This good. I list countries and then say we'll beat them. It's all right, but the vocals are lost then. I'm doing some really clever, some really clever wordplay there, which is which is, is lost in the mix. So I'm afraid that's a no from me. Did you say Brazil? We might lose to you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an honest song. There's yeah. a couple of draws in there, a couple of losing. But we're going to win the World Cup 2018. We're going to Russia. That's what we're going for. Oh, you going? <laughs> nah, football's pony. Football <laughs> really is pony. Although my kids, God... Do they really like it? Or yeah, they, they watched the FA Cup final and they were going, well, I think Manchester United will win, but we want Chelsea to win. And then Chelsea won. They're over the moon. Flipping heck, man. I could have got tickets for that final as well my through youngest, Dennis. My youngest heard on the radio uh, that uh, Man United had lost. She went, oh, Grandad's going to be gutted. Yeah. <laughs> she was right. Um, uh, Elvis's ring has sold. They'll buy anything these days. A star-shaped diamond <laughs> ring that Elvis Presley gave to a female fan oh. at a 1975 concert sold for £89,000. Flipping heck. Donna Lewis was 20 when the king handed her the sparkler in white gold. And featuring 50 stones. Wow, it sounds beautiful. That's so classy. She kept hold of it for 43 years before deciding to sell it. Because someone told her how much it was. Yeah, you know, it's probably worth about 85 grand. Sorry, what? You see my Elvis ring? It's beautiful. You're going to sell it? Oh, God, no, I'd never sell it. It's probably worth about 85,000 quid. So, sorry, what? who should I phone? Um... Hang on a minute. What did... This doesn't make sense. Why did he give her his ring? This story doesn't make sense. So the first paragraph, sold 
star-shaped diamond ring that Elvis Presley gave to a female fan. See if, see if you make sense of this, right? Uh-huh. A star-shaped diamond ring that Elvis Presley gave to a female fan at a 1975 concert sold for £89,000. She kept hold of it for 43 years before deciding to sell it through US auction house Julian's, where it fetched £75,000 before fees. Ah, okay. Before fees? Yeah. Oh, okay, so then the buyer has to pay on top of that. Boom. Right. Auctioneer Martin... So, actually, it's not that impressive. Well, it's still quite no. a lot of money for something she got for nothing. Well, I'm assuming she didn't do anything for it. I once bid on an online live auction in New York. Right. Sorry, you busy, mate? I'm just turning my phone off so it doesn't vibrate. Okay. Wait. It's done. As one caller said, quiet radio. <laughs> I think you just said idiot wrong. <laughs> what is wrong with people tonight? I'm being like a real genial host tonight this they is my... walk all over you this is why you ended up getting so bitter walk all over me was... then they start giving you mood and too i was you remember um, why you've got a, a snark on i was w- watching um live from new york um an auction of davy jones from the monkey stuff i'm watching it live on my computer and the family were all sat around me and i was watching it and you watch it and you can see it and you, and you click this this button to buy you know to bid and there's a load of tap there some good stuff but there's some tap and one of his driving licenses came up. And I'm sat there watching it, right? And it goes up to like four hundred dollars. Right. And I'm thinking, what happens if I click this button? Oh, it goes up to four hundred and twenty five dollars. Okay, well let's see who bids no, no one's bid, it's mine, four hundred and twenty five dollars. And I cack myself and because you have to kind of register with them before, right? But you don't give them your card details, but you give them your address and stuff. And so then I started doing digging around online, thinking, I don't know, I can't, I can't afford four hundred twenty-five dollars. It's not even a very good driving license. And so I started googling, getting out of um, online bids at real auctions, not like electronic bay, at like real places. And um, and it basically all these websites say, oh, I can't, it's illegal. You, you've got once you're in, you've got to pay. And because it, it's four hundred twenty-five dollars, and then also there's like the fees you've got to pay on top, which that take, and and then postage so it was looking about eight hundred nine hundred dollars it's a thousand dollars so 700 quid for a crappy driving license and that's not going to go down well 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 I mean, it's too late by that point anyway but um so i started panicking i thought right, i'm, I'm just not gonna i'm not gonna contact them because obviously the, the, immediately the they they say well congratulations this is your total and i was like Flip. and so i ignored it and they emailed me two more times, and I had to go and say, "Look, I've made a, I've made a terrible mistake here. My kids got hold of my computer, and they bid, and and I, and I laid it on thick about being ill, and oh yeah, oh yeah, oh god, and about I was, you know, really about I was out of work, and I was I was doing this, and uh, laid it on really thick, and she said, "Well, you have to bid," and I thought, right, and I, so I, I came back and I said, "Look." I pay you a hundred dollars and you can keep it. And they kind of went, yeah, all right. Then. <gasps> so I gave them a hundred dollars. It's at 70 quid for nothing, for nothing. But I actually thinking back on it, I probably just could have left it. I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to say, right can't to pay. We'll take it away round. They're in New York, different laws. It might not have even been you that signed up. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Auctioneer Martin Nolan said, Donna is a wonderful lady. 
It was heart-wrenching for her to let the ring go. Yeah, man, it was so typical of Elvis. He loved his jewelry, but he also loved pussy. Oh, no. He doesn't say that. <laughs> he, he used to hand out rings as a sign to the Memphis Mafia that he wanted to take care of business with the lady to whom the ring had been handed out. That's not true. Are you reading this or are you making this up? The king went down on 5,000 women. What? Using the ring technique. <laughs> Donna was so touched, she took took a placard to another show with a thank you message on it. It is a great story. Elvis died of a heart attack in 1977, age 42, on the shitter. <laughs> Those papers, they're getting very colloquial, aren't they? Aren't they? They are, though. Yeah, they really are. Dirty papers. Speaking of dirty... Dirty papers. Dirty papers. I've got some dirty papers. Anyway. Here's a made-up story. Okay. Spooktacular celeb hauntings. No. TV presenter Paul O'Grady has revealed that he's been spooked by the ghost of Cilla Black. The star who hosted the NHS Heroes Awards, shown last night, has even enrolled on an exorcism course to help get rid of her spirit. But Ah, Scylla isn't the only celebrity to have returned from beyond the grave. Well. Here, Nadine, Lynch, Nadine Lynch, Lynch, L-I-N-G-E, Lynch, mm. rounds up a spectral six of celebrity hauntings. First one. You should have some music on for this. Um, yeah, you're right, actually. I've, I've started, you need so, to build up the ambience. Did so well with the hotkeys at the start of the show. Yeah, and then you I, just forgot. It's good, good the hotkeys at the start, though. Yeah. Finally sorted them out. Worked well, those. Did, did they work well, Prince Charles? Hip, hip, hip. Yep, they worked very well indeed, didn't they? Didn't they? Hello? 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 Caller, can you hear me? Hello? We'll come back to her later. Etc, etc. You get the gist. Oasis frontman Liam Gallagher claims he was once visited by the ghost of his idol, John Lennon. The star insists the late Beatle appeared to him as an apparition. While he was high on drugs. I was going to say, no. I saw quite a lot of stuff. <laughs> As an apparition while he was staying at a friend's house years ago in his home city of Manchester. A city that meant so much to the Beatles. <laughs> as they came from near it. Yeah, but fierce rivals. He said, I remember getting up and feeling really weird, you know. I turned round and there I was. <laughs> That's John Lennon. No, that's me, isn't it? There I was lying on the bed and I sort of fell back into my body. There was a presence there and it was Lennon, our kid. So Paul McCartney and Lennon's son, Julian, also claimed to have spotted the ghost. Amy Winehouse. The singer became a member of the 27 Club when she died from alcohol poisoning in what year? 2014. 2011. Oh, 
Twenty. Eleven. That can't be right. We were in. We were in the New Forest. Was I in the New Forest in 2011? I guess so. Her close pal, Libertine star Pete Doherty, was convinced <laughs> Amy was witness haunting now? his flat while he was on drug. <laughs> so much slow he so he fled to Paris to escape and buy drug. Amy's dad, Mitch, also claims her ghost visits him and tells him which media campaign he should pursue next. He said, I could not begin to tell you how much she's around. There are a lot of strange happenings. A spirit comes, sits on the end of my bed and tells me I should do this interview and that interview. She just sits there. It looks just like her with her beautiful face and she looks at me. And she says I should try and get on Radio 2. Elvis Presley. The most frequent sightings of the king, who died from a heart attack in 1977 whilst on the shitter, have been at his Graceland home in Memphis, Tennessee, America, the world, the Milky Way, the universe. Do you remember when you used to do that? Yeah. You'd write the address down again, bigger and bigger and bigger. I still do. Do you still do that? That's nice. Um, actress Paz de la Huerta. Sorry? Oh, gosh! Hang on a minute. It's the wrong music for this. We want... Um... She's seen a future ghost. Hang on. Is this the right music we want? No, I tell you exactly what music we want. Hang on, stay there. I know exactly what music we want. You're killing the mood now, mate. No, 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 no. I know exactly what music we want for this. Hang on. Hang on. I'm going to make myself right. laugh with exactly. this. Exactly, you've already tickled yourself. I made myself laugh. This is what we want. Right. Is this. Is this. <laughs> Ron Jeremy's not dead. <laughs> Stink face. Actress Paz de la Huerta even said the ghost of Elvis made her orgasm. Oh no! She don't feel the same. She don't feel the same. She don't need to tell me why. This is how he did it, right? Elvis made her orgasm through. <laughs> <laughs> Actress Pastor La Huerta even says the ghost of Elvis made her orgasm through ectoplasmic touching. Wowzers! When she visited the recording studio. But his ghost has also popped up at the Las Vegas Hilton, where he last performed, the studio in Nashville where he recorded Heartbreak Hotel... And pretty much anywhere where there's some charlatan trying to spin a buck. Thank you very much. Marilyn Monroe. Oh. The Hollywood bombshell spirit has been spotted at home in Los Angeles at a house belonging to former husband Joe DiMaggio and among the graves at the cemetery where she is buried. Marilyn who died from a drug overdose in 1962 and had a cracking set of knockers, has also appeared at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel, where she was a frequent guest. She's said to haunt the full-length mirror in the hotel's lobby and has been seen dancing in the hotel's ballroom. 
She's also been spotted standing over manhole covers in America where they blow hot air up and you can see her ghostly vag. That is... That is... Um, that's too far. That's too far. That's too far. Too soon. Too soon, guys. Too soon. Harry Houdini. The famous escape artist publicly denounced spiritualists during his lifetime, even taking one medium to court. But shortly before his death on Halloween 1926 at the age of 52, he's to- he told his wife Bess he would try to contact her from beyond the grave. On the first anniversary of his death, she held a seance to attempt to chat with him. Violent lightning and thunder suddenly exploded over the room. That's weather. They were doing the seance during a storm. Flip it, heck, man. These stories are really starting to make me cap my pants. Hey, do you know who designed um, the modern wing of the aeroplane? Um, um, Wings used to be rectangular on aeroplanes. Right. Not efficient. And um, Howard Hughes wanted planes to go faster. Yeah, not our Harry Hughes. No, God, no, 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 no. The real. He wants to be them to be invisible yeah, ghost planes. Ghost planes. No. The, the, um, um, Howard Hughes, the aviator. Yeah. The grower of his own wee wee. Yeah. The grower. So of he, he spoke to someone very famous, famous, famous person, and said, "I'd like my planes to go faster. Any ideas?" And this woman went and read books about birds and fish and designed what we now know as the modern wing on an aeroplane. Um, was it... Um, uh, like Greta Garbo? It was like Greta Garbo. It was Hedy Lamarr. Hedy Lamarr. Well, Hedy Lamarr is super intelligent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's an inventor. A, she, she's an engineer. Well, she was an actor. No, but before that. Well, don't say this as though you're going. Oh, yeah. Uh, I knew Hedy Lamarr done a lot of stuff during the. Well, go on, what else has she done? Oh, just loads of stuff and that. Right. Okay. So you don't know. I do know. So you're just trying to look cool. No, no, I do know. She did a lot of stuff during the war, didn't she? Engineering first, and that. First woman ever to um, portray. What was she, what was she the first woman ever to portray on in a movie? And I can give you a clue if you want. Actually, give you a clue. First woman to portray on the silver screen. What a porn star! Orgasm. First woman ever to portray an orgasm on a. On a portray an orgasm. I don't think you portray one. You act it. Crack one out. Oh, for crying out loud! You dirty cow! You've ruined the vibe there. That's an interesting thing. I mean, fa- acting-wise. Not, not oh, acting. go to the ads, James. I'm disgusted. The Late Night Alternative with that man, Ian Lee. There's no strangers here, just friends you haven't stalked on Facebook yet. Have never sent my picture to anyone who didn't request it. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Yes. Hmm. Three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Call straight to air. Paul Ross will be in in a bit. Let's go to line one. One, you're on the wireless. So, um, has a ghost ever made you orgasm? No, um, no, I would not. I would not let a ghost um, touch me like that. Succubus. Cause I love her, get a love her, and a love, 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 love. Can 
cannot stop singing, cannot stop singing that crap, crap, crap is song. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to get your, if you want to, S word. If you want to get your uh, yes word or S word songs in, Ian at ianlee.com. By the way, oh news, just a news flash. If you go to ianlee.com, click on events, you see the shows we're doing uh, on Sunday, June the third. Uh, we are going to try and do a live TV show, which you can watch on the YouTube channel. It won't be on Periscope. It'll be on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ian Lee. Make sure you sign up to it. And, and, and uh, Sunday evening, sometime between six and eight, we're going to try and do a live TV show in front of an audience. Uh, tickets are still available. Um, I will give you the link in a minute. But it's going to be me and Catherine. And we've just got confirmed special guest. Katie Puckrick. Katie Puckrick is coming along as a special guest. So she's going to be part of the show. And we're going to show some videos that people have made. Um, I don't quite know what it is, and I will have to have a little think about it. Probably, what am I doing? Oh, Saturday. Probably have a think about it on Saturday evening. Saturday, I'm off to interview Kirsten, oh, the yeah. young lady who um, was set alight by a, a, an absolute horrible person. We talked about this story a couple of weeks ago, and it, I, it's, I just find it an incredible story. And um, She intervened in a neighbourly yeah, fight, she had a, a, and a the girl, guy set her on fire. Yeah, pulled petrol over and set her on fire. You know, completely... Burn. And she's got a, a, a little girl called Madison with two Ds. I must remember it's two Ds. She's 10. Um, I think Kirsten's 26, 27. She's a young woman, you know, and it has been um, it's, it's just horrific. And I've been chatting with her dad on email and he's been kind of going back and forth between, you know, talking to Kirsten. And, and, and so I'm going to go around and meet them, going to go and meet them on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it and um, going to have a chat with her and. Uh, you know, just get the story. The story, not so much the story of, of what happened. We'll have to cover that, I think. But the story of what happens afterwards, of how you recover, how you, um, how, you know, her daughter dealt with seeing her mum completely unrecognisable, how she, how she reacted Apparently Madison is, um, I don't think I'm breaking any confidence by saying this, but was shocked and upset at first, as you would be. Um, but now it's, you know, it's mum. It's mum, and she explains to all her cousins, it's mum. Mum just looks a bit different, and that's it. And that's incredible. And that's the that's the thing about kids. Kids are resilient beyond anything, you know. Um, and so we'll have a chat with her, and we will pl- play that out one night next week. I'm kind of hoping, if she's up to it, that... I think we'll get an hour. Well, you know, I think there's so much to cover. Sure, we'll, we'll get an hour, and that really depends on on physically how how much she can take. Because I know she gets very very tired. I know she's in a lot of pain, um, and it's just an incredible story. And it's um, and there's a just giving page, and we'll we'll plug that as well next week. You know, because this is her whole life is now affected. You know, the rest of her life is going to be affected by this. And she's still very, very ill. I think she's just come out of hospital um, because they, the hospital think it would do her good to, to kind of recuperate her home. But she has to go and have skin grafts and will have operations and all of this stuff. You know, and obviously she can't work and she's got a kitty to look after. And um, so there's a Just Giving page, which we will we will plug the heck out of um, next week. And um, it's going to be. I hate saying the phrase a fascinating story because it does feel quite demeaning to the the, the horror that she has been through. But um, what an interesting human being and an inspiring human being, you know, the fact that she wants to carry on and wants to be a mum and wants to um, get on with her life. You know, when you would be you'd be well within your rights to go. 
nah, stuff this. I've had enough. You know, I'm really looking forward to meeting her and uh, dad, and I hope I get to meet Madison as well, but I don't know if that's happening. Uh, mum and dad, her mum and dad are, you know, you know, playing a real blinder. We've been emailing. And I said, how are you doing? I think her dad's called Paul. How are you doing? He said, well, you know, it's tough. But we have a family and we, 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 we take the piss out of each other. And that's what families do. You know, that's how families survive is by, you know, is having a laugh at each other. And, you know, in that way that only families can. I'm really looking forward to meeting them. It's going to be really interesting. Um, line one, you're on the wireless. Oh, you bottled it. OK, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, what have I written down? That's a love heart. I'm going to be singing that in my head all the way home. A love heart. A love They were supposed to be. This is the Daily Mail. They were supposed to be treasured mementos of a historic day and historic day, surely. But some of the goodie bags handed out to guests at the royal wedding are already being hawked on auction websites for £50,000 or more. I saw this. But the thing is, it also showed where it's been shipped from. So if I was if I were them, yeah. and I'm sure they're too classy to lower themselves, but there'll be someone at the palace who wouldn't mind knowing who's done what. It'd be easy to find out which guest is is selling them. Let's go on eBay. Royal wedding goodie bag. Oh, well, there's... Well, there's one here for 150, 150 quid. Hang on a minute. Is that one? Is that a proper one though? They're in sort of a duke. Harry bag. and Meghan royal wedding gift goodie bag for guests includes order of service, unopened water bottle, gold coin, shortbread, fridge magnet, purple car sticker, spectator badge, balloon and a slice of cake, postcard, discount card. No, that can't be the official. Yeah, it is. So how long has that got to go, that auction? Is that just that's, n- that's new, nine days. All right, let's find endings, uh, endings soonest. No, there's one that's got 18 hours. It's 205 quid. There's one that's got 46 bids for 1,000 quid. Um, highest price. The gold coin is a gold chocolate coin, by the way. It's not even a... There's one here, it's got 98 bids. It's got four days left, it's £38,000. But I don't, I, I, I don't believe they're real bids. That's people taking the mick. Buy a piece of history and memorabilia to celebrate a momentous special day for Britons. Britons, B-R-I-T-A-I-N apostrophe F, Britons, mm. and the royal family. I am selling my limited goodie bag for guests of Royal Wedding of Meghan and Harry. Official bag with full contents containing commemorative chocolate coin, unopened, sealed and in original condition. Labelled spring water bottle, unopened and sealed in in original condition. Royal Wedding fridge magnet. So tacky. The Castle Spectator badge. That's what makes me think these aren't. These aren't people that were sat in the church. No, it feels like it was people who were waiting at the gates. Because weren't plebs? There were some people allowed were... in, but not into the wedding. Yeah, so they were allowed into the sort of um, castle precinct sort of area, and I think they were part of the castle community. That's what they were saying on BBC One. I don't know what that means. It doesn't mean anything. Like the wives of the soldiers and stuff. I right. guess. Oh, in that, that means... case, then let them sell them. It's not like Elton John's putting his up there, but it's somewhere. Um, no, in that case, let them sell them. 
Uh, Royal Wedding Fridge Magnet, the Castle Spectator Badge, and a tub of handbag shortbread. Well, there seemed to be... Um... No, because the one that the guests got, I think, had slippers in it. Yeah. This, uh... Here we go, here we go. The paper explains it a bit better. Harry and Meghan provided the commemorative canvas gift bags for 1,200 guests invited to watch from inside the grounds of Windsor Castle in recognition of their work in the local community. Right. The bags inscribed with a couple of They were not given to the 600 guests inside St George's Chapel. At least 12 have been put up for auction on eBay, while some have attracted bids of just 20, 60 quid so far. One, which did not include the owner's spectator badge, reached... £50,000 before apparently being withdrawn last night. Mm. Well, do you know what? To me, that's fair enough then. If they're just ordinary Joes. Of the gift bags listed on eBay, three sellers specified they will be giving the money raised to charity. Homeless charity Swindon Night Shelter has raised at least £340 for its gift bag, with six days of bidding to still go. Um... I hear the pitter-patter of tiny feet. Come in. Not, not so tiny feet. Paul Ross has got the biggest feet in show business. <laughs> oh, mate, the Noel... He walks in, he hands me the Noel Coward diaries even after I've insulted his feet. <laughs> you well, got no, beautiful. Noel Coward's on mine. Oh, mate, thank you, Paul. We'll have some of that. We will have some of that. I like it because as a diary, you can read like a couple yeah. of pages and then nod off. It's yeah. not like a... Yeah, a, no, a, I love that. Level. Thank you, man. I love Noel Coward. I think, we, I think I'm about to go through a big Noel Coward thing. Have you seen Brief Encounter, Kath? Yes. Oh, what a film. Oh, hey. I went to the pictures and saw that. Not when it came out, obviously. <laughs> but I went to the pictures. I love briefing characters. So old-fashioned. And David Lean, though, that wonderful kind of that, oh. old, that black and white photography where you get every kind of fleck of the yeah. steam coming up. Yeah, oh. that's the one with Rachmaninoff, isn't it? It is. Oh, it's I love that. terribly, terribly sad. It's, and, and, oh, and he's off to Africa to help people. Yeah. Like, and what the, a film. The ending is so bleak when yeah. she, spoiler alert, she resigns herself to being unhappy and staying with her but husband. Isn't oh. there a theory, though, that he's not a doctor at all, he's just a psycho? What? That's only in he your you, only in your head, Kath. Yeah, no, he makes it all up. You need to stay off of those internet forums. <laughs> Mind you, that's a remake waiting to happen. Yeah. That'd be fantastic, oh, wouldn't it? It's a good film, that. I, love, I, might, I might have to. Have I like him in which we serve as well, though. He's the naval captain. Yeah, He's yeah. He's brilliant in that, very dignified. Yeah. Oh, man alive. Man alive. I know we should buy him one of those nice silk dressing gowns, a cigarette holder, and a cravat. I've got a, I've got a silk dressing gown. Of course, actually, he has. Very nice. Yeah, very Is it nice. quilted, though? No, it's not quilted. Oh. I've got, I'd like a, a, a nice smoking jacket. Uh, oh, yes. I, I like, um, I've got a, those hats. Like an Uncle Bulgaria. Like a fez. Not, it's not, it's, it's shallower I know the ones than a you mean. I know the ones you mean, tassel yes. hanging Proper up. kind of late Edwardian Yeah, hats. I, bought, I bought one when I was in Prague. I love uh, Anyway, anyway, we're going off on tangents, Paul Ross. What's on your show this evening? Uh, well, as well as tangents. the usual, Tosh, we have got a trip to Vanuatu, the island where we're speaking to people who regard Prince Philip as a god. Wow. You may have seen the TV documentary. Yeah. They were in ecstasies over the royal wedding, but they yeah. have written to the BBC demanding to know why there wasn't more of Prince Philip. Wow, It's yeah. a great story. That's of course, you love to Vanuatu. Tick that one off the list of countries we're going to. Yeah. Got a bit of showbiz news from Josh Rom, who's kind of... Uh, effervescent, full of beans and energy, yeah. disgustingly young, but very kind of on it with all the showbiz news. Oh, I know. I don't like young people. Wasted on the young, as yeah. somebody once said. And all that, and of course we're talking about the big events of the day, some very kind of sobering events, yeah. Manchester and Grenfell Town, the inquiry yeah. continues. So, all that and more. Big old days. But thank Plus, you, Paul. the dog that's rearing the ducklings in a castle in Essex. Here's a question that my son asked me, right? My youngest son, my six-year-old. I, I didn't know the answer. Right, it's two questions. First of all, why do when the first thing that birds see, the first living thing, first moving thing, why do they think it's their mum? 
And are there any other creatures where that happens? Where the young, the first thing the young see, they latch on. Kind of imprint. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a good question. I can't. I, I, it's a good question. I said, you know what? I don't. I did know the one about why they do it. And, go, and there've been experiments, haven't they? Where like they've they've put like a robot yeah. in front of ducklings and, and they, they think it it's mum. Tragically it's sad, yes. isn't it? But I wonder if there's any other animal creatures that that happens. We'll investigate that on another night. Well, let's do it. Your gift you, to me. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Paul. Um, we got a phone call here. Yes. Good. Well, we have got a couple of minutes yet, Catherine. We're, 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 don't knock off yet. She's off to meet a psychopath masquerading <laughs> as a doctor. <laughs> Hello, line one. You're on the wireless. That's how weather's killing me. Well, um, take a cold bath. I can't. Oh, yeah, tough. Oh, sorry, oh, sorry, Joe, that sounded a bit harsh. I didn't mean it to sound harsh, <laughs> but we're out of time. Uh, uh, yes, line two? Oh, yeah, Royal Wedding goodie bags. Yes? I'm just I'm just looking up now yes. on um, on a big auction site that rhymes with Flea Play. Yes, Flea Play. Um, yes, Flea Play. £38,100. Yes, we, we just literally but just did this on the radio. Oh, I didn't hear it because I've been on hold. Thanks for calling. No, you haven't been on hold. You just called in just then. Tissue of lies. <laughs> I don't, don't try and catch me out with that, you muppet. <laughs> um, that is it. That is your lot. Stay tuned, though. Paul Ross is on between one and five o'clock. Don't forget, you can go and download the podcast of this. Go to iTunes or your usual podcast provider. Type in Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, Talk Radio. Something will pop up. We will be back tonight at ten o'clock. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you. Oh, I'm so tired. Unbelievable behaviour. Thank you, James. Ta-ta. Nasty.